Netflix becomes the Netflix of games. Steam announces the PS Vita 2. Hello and welcome to another episode of Triangle Squared. Another one. A Brett and Chris PlayStation podcast. Another one. I am your host, Brett Beck. <laughs> DJ Khaled in the back. Yeah. Oh, another, another one. one. Uh, yeah, but I am your host. Uh, hoist. I'm your hoist. <laughs> Look, we're over here talking in these British accents pre-roll, and now I'm ruined. Yeah, you can't. You've completely ruined me. You know when people do that, uh, oh, you know, who's the hoist? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nigel. What's going on in PlayStation land? <laughs> uh, but I am your host, uh, Brett Beck, and alongside me, as has been for the last few weeks, is Mr. Chris Figs. Figs, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I went for a run, and then I rolled in here, so I'm sweaty, but let's let's party, baby. Look at you go, man. I was sweaty earlier today, too. Wow. But <laughs> I was crawling underneath the house and doing plumbing, so. Oh, yeah, that sounds less fun. I, I would actually argue, like, running and plumbing are probably the same amount of fun. <laughs> I actually think I might like running a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> you say that. Well, there's at least like a variance of what you can see along your run if you're not running on like a treadmill at least. Yeah, that's true. You know, where it's like underneath the house, an old pier and beam house, it's pretty much just dirt, redundant plumbing that someone cut out years yeah. ago and just didn't take out for whatever reason. See, I guess. Some concrete but and same, wood. Same time, I I went I run at the sidewalk outside of my job the place that i've been for three years so i don't see that much different when i <laughs> I mean fair i guess at some point it's like oh look a slightly different tree is yeah. the same as me turning going oh look a slightly different brick pillar that would you look at support. that dog poop someone picked up but then left it in a bag in the same place the dog pooped yeah it would at least be interesting if i found like a, a, a I, I was legit crawling under, and I did the same thing at my grandpa's house and yeah. kind of cackled to myself thinking it was funny when I was doing plumbing years back. Um, I was like, it'd be funny if I bought this house, and then as I'm crawling under here doing stuff, I find a body. <laughs> oh, God. Like, that's my moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> call the police and be like, so, just <laughs> bought this house. Just wanted you to know. <laughs> There's a dead body. <laughs> so It makes me think of that scene in Prisoners when he busts in and finds the priest who had, like, the dead body. Oh, yeah. 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 Prisoners is good. Prisoners is very good. When you watch Prisoners, uh, you can go listen to our episode of Midweek Matinee on Prisoners. Hosted as by you should. Brett Beck. As you should. Uh, yeah, but so fun times. I got more to do. It sucks. I got all this plumbing done today, <coughs> and then we went to turn on the hot water heater so that pressure could start filling up because the cold water works fine, and the hot water has some leaks. And I didn't realize there's like a small pinhole in one piece of pipe I didn't replace. Oh, of course. So I got to go back under, do some more cutting, patch in a new spot there. Fun times. But, you know, that's life. Uh, sadly, that's one of the things when I bought that house. I was like, man, my gaming time is going to be cut significantly. <laughs> but interestingly enough, actually this week, I ended up playing way more games than usual. And I kind of just had opportunities. And I'm like, I'm going to take them. So I guess that brings us into the nice start of the show, as we always do. I'm going to ask you, Chris. Yes. What have you been up to and what have you been playing this week? Because I think it's a pretty varied <clears throat> list this week, it seems. It'll seem like a varied list, but it's not a varied list. It's, it's uh, just all Final Fantasy fourteen. It is almost entirely. I've got three platinums this week, okay. but it is almost entirely Final Fantasy fourteen. So I finished my MLB platinum, which mm -hmm. is nice. Pat myself on the back. That's over. Um, 
And then, right, you're going to love this. So I started playing Final Fantasy XIV, right? And I've just been okay. grinding it out on my computer. It's a lot of fun. I really like it. I'm playing it on PC. So <laughs> while I was playing on PC, I went, oh, I can kill two birds with one stone. So the second platinum I got this week was, my name is, is was my name is Mayo 2, where I oh. sat the PS5 controller on the desk and I just grinded out some Final Fantasy and got my My Name is Mayo 2 While platinum. you tapped X, While slowly I tapped but X. surely. Yep. And what's more funny is you got that platinum and did you even experience whatever there is in the game? No, I like, never. Did you look over and see whatever dumb joke they happened to probably put? Well, on Well, yes, because the trophies you have to go through the story and you have to like manually switch the story up. So oh I had to God. like hear a trophy pop, turn around, go, and then you would just read what it was because it was like okay. a, a sentence or two. Are you telling me right now that there's a story about a jar of mayo? It's not just a jar of mayo, man. Look, I will say you don't have to tell me anymore because one of these days I'm just going to have to crack and do it. <laughs> but my long running joke is that I always thought it would be really funny if like my name is Mayo 2 came out and everyone was just like, oh, it's just going to be another stupid easy platinum. Yeah. And while it may be, it turns out to be like game of the year because it's got like the most beautifully touching story <laughs> in all of gaming. I thought that would be such a... That would be my goal in life, would be to create a game that everyone just sees as like dumb fodder, but it sells well enough for you to be like, all right, next game, we're going to hire a really prolific writer. We're going to make sure <laughs> that we do some interesting things, and we're going to tell the greatest story you've ever heard in gaming. Yeah. Like, what a, what a Cinderella story swan song that would be, you know? Like, that, would, mean, be, that would also be the last thing you'd end on that. You'd never make yeah, another never game make ever. Another one. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of like, one of the levels was actually, actually kind of annoyed the crap out of me. Because I had to like actually look at the screen to finish it. Because there was like, <laughs> you would have requirements to get to the next level. So there was like a Flappy Bird section where you had to get through 30 buildings. Or there was, you had to feed dogs enough pizza to move on, you know? And stuff, so you had to like oh pay God. attention to the screen. And I was like, this is not the point of this game. I don't want this. I want to look at the a single jar of The point of this game is to tap a lid. Yes, I'm grinding on Final Fantasy XIV. I don't care about your Flappy Bird joke. <laughs> but yeah i did that and then someone in the triangle square group i don't have it pulled up sorry i can't shout you out they called out this game i think it's called Shadowlands. i don't even remember but it was a like a four minute platinum it cost me 50 cents oh so yeah who was that in the in the discord that popped it because they were like it's kind of a shameful platinum no there's no shame at all i don't care oh, hell yeah brother yeah that was no, my, chris's, that was number chris's run for platinums is that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's a platinum <laughs> numbers pump your numbers but here i won't say that i'm a purist because i'm not but at the same time i do feel like there needs to be now this is me i'm not judging you if you don't but from my personal state i feel like uh you need to put a little bit more work in dude i to mean the platinums I, as possible i agree with you like i specter woods is a that's the game by the way it's called specter woods specter 49 woods, cents yeah it's like a joke it was like a joke but I, I think the fact that I paid for it and had to do it, and it wasn't good. Um, I had to suffer. That was my labor. It was yes, emotional labor. Exactly. <laughs> you should look at what that game is. <laughs> I saw the little platinum art. Yeah, which that's what rough. the game looks like. <laughs> yeah, I figured as much. But I'm not surprised. Spectre was platinum number 80. Kind of disappointed. I should have saved that for something fun, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, do you try and do that like milestone plats? I know that you've yeah. done them for like big ones, like fifty. But do you try and do it like with every like round ten or five? Yeah, like okay, for the platinum number twenty five is gonna be something nice. Thirty, something nice. I have for the most part. Um, I know that I'm gonna finally finish my Fallout Three platinum 
on this account for number 100. That's my plan. Oh, yeah, because um, you've platinumed it in the past, right? Yeah, I have it on an old account. I have the 1,000, and I have most of the Steam achievements, but I've never done it on this PSN account. Ooh, man. Look at you. Going above and beyond the call of platinum. <laughs> there is no above and beyond the call of platinum. <laughs> <laughs> platinum is what we work for. Um, so what have you played, Brett? Uh, pretty much all Scarlet Nexus, Sea of Thieves, and RuneScape. That's like my, that's my holy trinity of gaming for the week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Scarlet Nexus. I'm I'm further. I'm in phase eight right now. I think um, going to Tagetsu for anyone who that means something to. Mm-hmm. Um, having a good time with it still. I've been kind of. I, I, I'm not living in the mindset to the point where I'm going to kind of will it into existence by expecting it, but I'm like passively thinking every time I'm not playing it, like, oh wow, I'm not tired of it yet. Well, because I, I have this kind of thing of like the last few Tales games have just got to a point where I'm like, eh. And then mm-hmm. even when this game was starting to kind of be like, oh, I kind of like this, I kept having that feeling of like, it's going to get repetitive and it'll it'll get to a point where I don't care. And that hasn't happened. I'm really. I'm really glad that hasn't happened. Of course. Because uh, there's something about when you spend that much time in a game, which I'm like 15 hours in right now, um, where you just, you don't want, it's it's the whole fallacy of lost time thing, yeah. which I don't fall victim to too much. If <laughs> I still think a game's bad, I will just, I mean, even if I end up finishing it, I'll think it's bad. But you know, that you have those people that will basically pretend something's good just so they don't have to feel like they sank 20 hours into something they didn't actually end yeah, up liking. I know. I talk to Blake about Red Dead all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it and i know and there is like a, i i understand the idea of like the fallacy of lost time nobody wants to feel like you've wasted time but i think if nothing else it's kind of like your red dead thing it's like i don't have to like it my it's not wasted time it's time that i can use as proof that i have a valid opinion on the thing that i'm telling you right now that i don't like absolutely <laughs> i'm willing to drop 200 hours of my life to get the platinum in a game i hate so people can never talk to me about it again. <laughs> Though I will say, I hate that that's where you have to come from, right? Like, I hate the idea, to some degree, I do think to have a solid, real opinion on a game that you, like, use as real, like, word, yeah. you should be able to put some amount of time in it. I think every game, the amount is different. But, I mean, honestly, if you put an hour into pretty much any game and it doesn't get you and you say, this is what I thought was bad about it, that's a completely valid Dude, opinion in my point. I agree for the for some games like i think if you played an hour of final fantasy 14 and told me it was bad i'd tell you you don't know what you're talking about you Mm -hmm. know what i mean but like i say i do agree there's gonna have to be a certain like certain games where you've got to probably put three to five hours in before you really understand what the game is you had even said that you only played five hours and in my head i was like that's so you didn't play it you know (laughs) i mean yeah and i'm not gonna act like a like no of course i'm not like what i played but no sure yeah but but it's a good point right he's like you know i don't go around telling people i've played that game with like a big interest i even told you you know it just i fell out of it for whatever reason yeah. i don't know if it was timing or what and i played a little and i played like 15 hours of final fantasy uh, 14 when it first launched so but that that happens right you mm-hmm. have that point where you go into a game like we talked about tales of berseria going back to my scarlet nexus thing um we talked about how tales of berseria i played for like two three hours yeah. and 
com- I just completely lost interest. Uh, I did the same thing in uh, Tales of Zestiria. I played probably like seven to ten hours of that. Completely lost interest. Uh, that happened a bunch of games. It just kept getting me. It was like uh, Dude, I mean, Star that, Ocean, that Faith, to me and Hopelessness. All the time. And <laughs> it sucks, you know man. That. I really tr- I try to be really careful about what games I buy. Yeah. I look into them a lot to where I don't spoil anything for myself, but I have that confidence that the chances of me liking it are pretty high. See, uh, yeah, I get where you're, I've gotten lucky. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get where you're coming from on that. I sometimes the, see it's funny because for me, the games that I research and think I'm gonna love are the games that I don't like, and then it's something like totally random, like how, like I remember Children of Morta is actually a perfect example of a game I expected nothing from, and then dropped forty hours and got the platinum in, and I adore that game, you know? Yeah, but like. I bought the I bought the deluxe edition of Red Dead Two. I took days off. I was excited. I knew that I was gonna <laughs> like Red Dead Two, and you then know, for emphasis, I played forty hours of Red Dead Two, and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> you know. Uh, there is something about the magic of a game you don't know much about. Yeah. You know uh, that Scourgebringer game. I put like, whew, God, easily. 30 hours into on Vita. Um, it was one of those new Vita titles when I was just in a run of playing my Vita a bunch. So <laughs> I didn't even look at the type. I saw that it, all I literally saw was the pixel art for the cover. Yeah. And that it was like a, um, a um, just like Children of Mortar. Why can't I think of the genre? A roguelike. Yeah, roguelike. Uh, so I was like, well, that's, that's good enough for me. And I ended up really loving that game. And then there's other examples like Terraria. I never even thought to play until it was free on PS Plus on PS3. And I still wasn't even the one to play it. Uh, the kid that was living with me at the time, uh, my son, for anybody who knows Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> but him and his friend were over playing it on my PS3. And I kind of looked. I was like, that kind of looks cool. And then like three months later, I'd forgotten about it again. And then it was some kind free. of weird itch happened and i just went to my installed games and clicked on it and like eight probably like a thousand hours later here i am <laughs> you know so I'm, it's it's interesting i have those moments uh but then again i have moments where i feel like i get where i'm like exactly this is yeah. what i wanted and even if it feels like taking a chance right like i took a big chance on greedfall and yeah. that was, it's one of my favorite games Me i love too. it so much well, but my previous history with spiders was like don't buy this this yeah. is not going to end up good <laughs> that's that's funny because we have the perfect example we've talked about it a couple of times on the show of me just randomly trying the outer worlds again <laughs> and that happens sometimes yeah. Saul didn't care for like he didn't hate it but he didn't care for near automata which i know you don't either no, much, do but not. he didn't care for near automata like the first t- 10 or 15 hours he played yeah um whatever it was and then he came back to it like it almost a year later and and like could not quit playing i was like oh my god i'm in love <laughs> and it's so weird how time and and it, i wonder how many games if i just had enough time i could go back to that for whatever reason i dropped out and go back and be like oh my god i can't believe at one point in time my brain was like nah yeah there's i've had a couple of those it's the outer worlds is the biggest example because i thought that game was like a hot turd but oh i know you had like <laughs> you had staunch opinions on that i game. did like to the point where you had, we had like very serious discussions about it 
Yeah, and the thing is, I think I, I think I backed up my points very well, in my opinion. Uh, you, I mean, you did. I didn't agree with them, but you, yeah, you did. Like, just because I didn't agree with them, you came from a point of like, well, this right here, I didn't care for that feature because of this, right? And that's what makes it even more funny that after being so staunchly defensive to it, like you know, I have these moments where if I, I think like if I go back and play Breath of the Wild again, which I put oh, enough so time good. in to feel, if I put if I play Breath of the Wild again, am I going to fall in love with this game that I don't see? I got. I don't understand <laughs> I, i'm might. not gonna i'm not gonna try it because i just don't care and i have other stuff you i want to play but <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh i'm sorry am i supposed to love breath of the wild yeah breath of the wild's great but breath of the wild is probably like the same game as red dead in a lot of ways so i guess i shouldn't talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah the only game i've just loved my on my switch has literally been astral chain it's crazy oh it's uh three houses for me fire emblem is so good Oh, three houses. Yeah, I haven't played Fire Emblem. It's uh, so good. Which I used to love those types of games. I just don't ever make time for them anymore. I should. I should start. It's a perfect Switch game. Like that uh, That project. Uh, oh, project Triangle. Triangle. Yeah. Yeah. That, that game looks, looks so good. Awesome. <laughs> I so play I'm, that I'm so probably going to play that, even though I don't really play those much anymore. See, that's, it's just, it looks so yeah. good to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to. Yeah. See, I won't buy another Switch until there's a Switch Pro. So, Well, you're going to be waiting until there's a <laughs> new Switch. A whole new Switch. Probably. It won't be called the Switch Pro. Probably. <laughs> but that's okay. This isn't switching it up a Switch podcast, a you know, Nintendo <laughs> podcast. It's not a bad um, name. Oh, yeah, no. I, I made it up as a joke whenever the stuff was going on a few weeks ago when I made XY uh, Game Pass podcast yeah. and a bunch of other crap. But it's a pretty good name. It I thought is. it and I was like, I almost didn't want to say it out loud on the show because of the fact that I'm like, someone could steal it. I haven't <laughs> seen it yet. I if I ever look, wanted to make a Switch podcast, but I, I don't love, yeah, right. Care for Switch. <laughs> no, screw the Switch. I did look, and I did do pretty well on my thirtieths and my like my tenths of platinums. They're all pretty, so they're all pretty good. So, well, Chris, I, I'm very proud. I have no bad ones there. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, now you're eighty. Is it's <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Actually, looking back, it kind of makes me <laughs> mad that I did that. Like you could have saved MLB. You could have done Specter Woods and then MLB, oh, and you probably would have been fine. That would have been that would have been great. Yeah. That would have been a really good one. See, you've ruined Damn. it. Damn, you foiled it. I'm pretty sure FIFA. I don't remember what year. FIFA 17 for Vita was like my hundredth mm. platinum. Is that right? Uh, I don't know. You don't have a PSN profile account, so I can't tell. You're right. I, I should have to. I should go look because I want to say that was 100, and then I kind of like that one. Like it's a really obtuse weird yeah. one. A hundred's good. A hundred's like a milestone. 50, yeah, hundred. You want to be big. Fifty was the one I really planned for. And that was uh, Persona, Persona 5 Royal. Yeah, yep, I do remember that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's funny. You talked about never playing an MMO, and I and it's, yes. I find it crazy that like you're addicted to one now. Dude. And I'm going, here's the thing. Saul was like offering up to pay for my subscription if I played. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going through my mind of like, do I want to play it? But I've been playing RuneScape. And for a while, I was just kind of, pumping numbers like you do because yeah. I, it was normally like oh i'm just gonna train while i'm doing something else yep. i can watch tv and train i can do the podcast and train so long as i i'm not like the host so anytime you were hosting an episode i normally had or when blake was on um i would normally have that going and here this week just because i've been wanting to i've been like for because for a few months i didn't even do that and i got on and was like starting to do some of the fun quests like i was doing monkey madness uh which is uh one of the funniest like the the quests in that game are really interesting because there's like no voice acting it's a very old game but the quests like the well-written quests are well-written and they're really fun and have 
really interesting specific mechanics that are just for that quest that are really fun but uh, yeah i've been i've been going through that and playing that but it's just been rough man i having so little time and just really wanting to beat scarlet nexus kind of got me there but yeah going back to the mmo thing yeah like you've never you never played any mmo at all no until this i haven't even played warcraft I mean, yeah, I don't care for Warcraft at all. Um, I think the <laughs> but, closest I ever came was I tried to install Knights of the Old Republic and couldn't get it to launch and deleted mm. it. So yeah. that was my yeah, that's, that's my MMO I haven't story. played that one. Yeah, I've played a handful. I used to play Guild Wars when Guild Wars first came out. I, I loved I that did game. play some Guild Wars too, but I didn't play. Like, there's something about Final mm. Fantasy 14. I don't know what it is. I think it's because one oh, of my buddies. I promise. It, Guild but. Wars 2 is, is not it. Guild Wars 1, I love. Fantastic game. Yeah. Guild Wars 2 sold very well and has done well, but I it was not for me. It doesn't even feel like Guild Wars. It's one of those times where I feel like, why make it the same name? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people know that you're in Seasoft. If you want to make another MMO, just call it something else yeah say from the creators of guild wars and and let people find their own way but it was just really off Mm -hmm. i love guild wars i played a ton of runescape um i played uh man i used to play this free-to-play like chinese made mmo that i love yeah uh, called silk road online Uh it was really fun uh but yeah i mean i have a handful i used to i used to love playing mmos and it's just Looking at the time sink that it goes into them now, it's so hard. Like I played, I played hundreds of hours of DC Universe online. I love that game, really. But I tried that know. one too. Actually, I don't know if it counts as an MMO, but I did play a lot of uh, Marvel Heroes before they shut that game down. Marvel Heroes was an interesting one. I loved uh, cause, it, and so was like City of Heroes. Those are, in a lot of ways, MMO like. Yeah, uh, I think Marvel Heroes, like City of Heroes, is certainly. I think Marvel Heroes. That was the one that came out in like what 15 16 something like that i think so yeah it was a couple years ago when they killed it yeah it was an mmo i i remember that okay one. then i have and played one other mmo there you go look at that you've got your life but now you're playing a japanese mmo <laughs> oh god it's i think you should at least play the free trial spend the 20 bucks on base game and then go from there oh i thought it was completely free to play it's Is not it that you PC. have to buy the game yeah, and you get you get free. free. Yeah, because it's a it's a. I, I'm assuming because I paid for it, so maybe I'm a, a dumbass. But I, you pay for it, and then you get a 30 day free trial. Okay, yeah, I mean that's normal mm-hmm. for any MMO that you're like you, the first month is part of just buying. You can game. also check if you're going to play it on PS5. I have something in my library called Final Fantasy 14, but I don't think I ever bought it. So it's in there. I don't know what it is, but you well, can so try the that. twenty dollars is a starter edition that comes with a Realm Reborn mm-hmm. and the Heaven Sword Pack oh, okay, and yeah. thirty day free play period. Then there's free trial trial in general, which is free to level sixty. Yeah, some restrictions apply. That's exactly what the PS Store says for it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I may. I, I don't know. It just it depends. Dude, it, I, I mean, if it's, I'll probably play the free trial just to start. Yeah. and play like ten hours and see if I like. The best it thing not. I but can tell you juggling is juggling two MMOs. Man, that's dangerous. It, well, wasn't one on your phone? Well, yes, I do. Pro- well, I mean, it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm if we're podcasting, I'm playing on PC. Oh, fair. And if I'm just sitting in bed watching Netflix, I'm playing on my phone. Okay. Yeah. Well, all I can say is that I bought the um, I bought the base edition, the starter kit. Then yep. I, then I was like, oh, I really like this, so I bought the dlc for 40 dollars. oh then, so you mean you, you mean completely normal chris moves yeah absolutely and then, yeah, and then you're I gonna also buy all this stuff the before you're even ready to play it and then you're probably gonna end up 
the what? getting to a point where you beat the base story and don't play it anymore. I hope you don't. I know. I, I'm gonna <laughs> keep playing it because it's honestly it's nice to just have something on my PC to play. But sure. Um, the worst part, of, like what I should have done, is bought the, the time cards and then pre-ordered the Endwalker DLC because then I would have gotten a thirty percent pre-order boost. And when it came out, I would have gotten Shadowbringers with that dlc <laughs> and i'm not gonna get done with Shadowbringers before the dlc comes out so i should have so just done that yeah, yeah but i didn't even i didn't realize that until i was listening to a podcast someone said it i was like crap <laughs> well what are you gonna do you know it's too late i'm now. just gonna pre-order the endwalker dlc <laughs> so heaven's word is included in the normal version basically yeah now. so there's what stormblood and Shadowbringers, and then i there's think the it's new one. just Shadowbringers because that's what mine's called it's Shadowbringers, and then there's the Endwalker DLC comes out at the uh, in November. There was there was one called Stormblood. If I'm not it mistaken. might be included. I didn't look at the names. I just it, know it that probably is. What it's I probably is, just is. you buy the most recent, which I I always like that. Yeah. Where it's like, well, if you buy this version, and if you, you haven't it. bought any of them, you get all of them. I hate when games are like, well, here's it is. There's a monthly subscription fee, but you've also got to pay. Um, for every DLC individually. It's like, no, dude, if I'm buying the newest DLC and I don't have the other ones, just give me the other ones. Mm-hmm. It makes zero sense to cut them off. Yeah. Stupid. But um, it's really good. You should definitely give it a shot. We could have a nice I'm gonna big give it a shot. Group. That would be fun. Yeah, I am going to. Uh, interesting thing for the week, though, is uh, I was screwing around on BestBuy.com yeah. for whatever reason, and I've been kind of frustrated like I was talking to you about playing on my PC because I need a new graphics uh-huh. card, but they're just crazy. Uh, so I came across a Series X, uh, or Series S, rather, in stock, and I was like, man, you know what? I got $300, so I bought a Series S that I will have uh, Friday, Thursday, one of those two. Congratulations. Enjoy so, playing through the Sea of Thieves DLC and never touching it again. That, that's honestly probably what's going to happen, but I'm also going to use my uh, crazy amount of Game Pass I have yeah. to try the medium for, before I spend any money on the PS5 yeah, version, unless you buy it. <laughs> uh, no. I don't think not, I will. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to sit there and, tr- and play that game in any other capacity. The, uh, but I'll try it on there just to see if the game's worth it. And then if I like it even a little, I'll probably. Realistically, play it on PS5. the only way I'll buy the medium is if it's on sale and the trophy guide says it's easy. That's the only. So I'm gonna way. tell you, my other hope here is that uh, this the the Series S, which you know, with with uh, the consoles are going to be able to use the new FX Super Resolution that AMD is putting out. Yeah. So it should help the Series S be more viable as like a faux 4k machine because it can pump or even if it's not 4k right it can pump the resolution to whatever it wants to while actually being 1080p and kind of looking that way kind of like how dlss works so it's going to be interesting but i'm, I'm waiting to see what that does because really there's a couple of games like i'll probably try the new forza and then i'm definitely going to try the new fable yeah uh, so it, it's it's kind of a buy and not spend so much money but just have the ability to play these mm-hmm. games without having to worry about <coughs> getting my pc up to date because I don't see a future in which I can afford a graphics card. Like a four hundred dollar graphics card is like over a thousand dollars right now. It's so here, here's what we'll do. I'm entering these writing competitions, right? If I ever win one, I'm going to upgrade my PC and I will send you my graphics card. Bro, help a brother out because I'm still rocking an RX 390X, which is like <laughs> a six year old graphics card. Yeah, now. I have a 2070 <laughs> right now. So I, if and I, the, my only saving grace is that the one upside to that graphics card, even though it's so old and its shaders are super weak in comparison to everything, yeah. else, the one thing I do have is that even though it's eight years old, it's eight gigabytes of GDR5. Oh, nice. So it's at least like <coughs> it has enough memory to do like high textures and stuff like yeah. that. It's just. I have the uh, 2070 Founders. It's pretty nice. Nice. But yeah, yeah. I do want to upgrade my PC for no reason other than why wouldn't I? 
I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> I would like to play a lot of these games on PC just because it's kind of easy I'm, and how everything works. But Final know. Fantasy is really like, I think it's starting to pull me out of like the trophy nightmare I've been in for so long. That's good. You but, need it because I had to have something to kind of sober me up too. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. And there's a lot of me that like, I know I'm going to play Redfall. I know I'm going to play Starfield. Like, mm-hmm. So like I might as well get used to it and then i'll just plug my piece my ps5 into my second monitor and i'll be super degenerate about it but it'll be cool <laughs> yeah that'll be cool man all right let's get over to the community's take which i actually did this week y'all should be so proud of me i'm proud of him it's about time so like you didn't want me to do it with him <laughs> <laughs> i only missed one man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were you're a little late on all of them that's true i've been late on everything i'm gonna be honest there's a mixture of having too much crap on my plate and i keep adding to it yeah like god man i went to bed at four o'clock on friday because i was staying up after playing like four hours of sea of thieves me and my buddy big seth were staying up and just he was like looking up all of the dungeon dice monsters cards while i was like doing the designing work so i designed my own custom card and like pulling them in and creating my own versions because the old ones are whack and you can't find them anyway so but that was so fun but then we looked and he's like oh man it's like 320 so we went to bed and then i just couldn't sleep because i guess my brain was on like design mode it's terrible i didn't go to like the last time i looked at my phone it was like four and then i did the same thing last night i stayed up until two doing the same thing yeah <laughs> i was like okay i gotta stop because i here's what i'm doing I bought a house i got a bunch of plumbing and electric work to do i've got games i want to play i got podcasts to do yeah and uh by the way i'm gonna take this opportunity to tell if, if you are a patron and you've been waiting for your custom case i gotta tell you I don't know if it's depression mixed with being overwhelmed or what it is that gets me to these points, but I do intend to do them, but that's why they haven't been done. So uh, do with that what you will. I hope that you see your value in the show uh, itself, and I know the cases are nice, uh, but, you know. I'm still waiting on my Persona 5 case. Yeah, Chris. I'll hang it up right next to my vinyl. You can pay me $100 and I'll do that. I, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, look, here I am trying to put more crap on myself. I'm just, I'm just messing I mean? with you. I'm trying to bring levity to the situation. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, man. Let's let's hop into the community's take. It says, uh, what do you want to see? Because last week, if you didn't listen for whatever reason, we were talking about the kind of the state of the, the recent state of place and uh, what we kind of wanted to see out of them to be better. Because I don't think the last one was bad, but I also don't think it was really amazing. Um, but we talked about that and kind of how to a degree the state of play format gives them that ability to not have to blow it away every single time but we asked what do you want to see out of the next state of play however vague or broad you want to be uh, or specific you can be and um out of state of play or a potential <clears throat> bigger event like sony bringing back psx as is rumored uh so over on facebook uh josh farmier says horizon forbidden west release date that's it for that no need for more gameplay just give us the date uh, i think i agree i you know even though i'm sitting here talking about how i look up games a lot i always feel like there's a point where big games like this get shown too much yeah so you know i agree like spider-man <laughs> spider-man got shown way too much so i'm surprised the ending isn't in the trailers I will say I feel like they showed a good amount of Days Gone, and I somehow don't feel like they spoiled Days Gone. I don't know. I guess because the game is kind of huge. I was about to say because that game is like eighty hours long. There's no way you can spoil it. Yeah, it's really not. But God, what is it like? Thirty-eight, thirty-five to forty. Sixty hours to beat the game to platinum. No, just to beat beat the game. Oh wow! 
Yeah, I think I got the platinum in like 50. I should go double check that, but I think that sounds right. I don't know. It doesn't sound right to me, but I get that. But I think I played it on like hard difficulty, not to big balls you, but that might have oh, been I, why actually, it took me longer. I don't remember if I played it on hard or not, but I I play probably like every other game, maybe like every two, every three games. I just randomly get a hair up my butt. And I'm like, I'm gonna play on hard. Oh, now he's <laughs> now he's big ballsing me. Jesus. Yeah, I'm big ballsing <laughs> you, man. What are you doing here? <laughs> now I'm just curious. Days have gone. Uh, days gone. Time to beat. Just gonna. I, I'm. I feel like I remember the story being around thirty-five to forty hours. Yeah. Okay. Average story time is thirty-six hours. 46 minutes. What about what's the completion? Pl- yeah, main plus extras is 52 hours. Completionist is around 65 hours on average. May- and the average of all play styles together is 52 hours. Maybe um, it doesn't speak highly of the game, even though I love it, but I thought it took me like 60 hours to beat it. And I remember well, complaining to Blake and being like, dude, this game is very good, but it is long. <laughs> It's because that intro is long in the tooth, too. I really think it's that the intro feels like 20 hours, even if it's only like 10. You know what I mean? See, I, my <laughs> problem came more... Um, late game? Late game. The, I'm, this is the only, only way I can say that spoilers, but when you meet like the black guy... Mm-hmm. The, um, that's that's <laughs> that's the only way I could say that. Without it's spoilers. true, right? Is there really any other way I could have talked about that? Without no, spoilers? no, because you don't want to say who it exactly. is. Exactly. Uh, yeah, when I you agree. meet him, that's when I was like, okay, this is this is a lot. You know what that kind of makes me think of though. You remember that game getting crap for not being diverse enough? Yeah. Well, I remember. <laughs> and you, you and then you come out here and, and the crazy thing is, is that it was actually pretty diverse. It is. <laughs> um, that was. I remember that. I remember thinking that when I first heard it. But like, it's, oh. it's more ironic that the game is says like you know, the game got crap for that, even though if you actually played it for more than five hours, you'd see how diverse it is. Mm-hmm. But it's more funny that you say it like it's the only black guy in the story. <laughs> the main <laughs> one. But I just checked on my PS5. I've played seventy nine total hours of Days Gone. I mean, it's a great game. So yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I also went for the hundred percent trophies and realized sure. that was way too hard and didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, we got more over here. Um, let's see. Over in the Discord, we got patron Josh Ayers that says, "If Sony have a bigger show, Horizon will be dated. If it's this year or early next, um, which you know that we haven't seen yet." Yeah. Uh, he says Final Fantasy 16 will get a trailer, maybe a season for next year, and God of War will get a proper subtitle. That would be interesting because you know everybody keeps calling God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Which, if I'm at this point, I almost feel like they should just give in and call it Ragnarok because it's first of all, it's a cool name. I mean, that's and second of all, the way they teased the game at the end of the first one clearly references Ragnarok. Is that <laughs> is that not like absolutely what the name is, even if they're pretending it's not? I think that there's no way it's not like the name of it. That's the only name they can give it, right? Well, like, you know how we... Uh, Other than know, God of War 2, which I, I would be okay I with that. I swear to God, I hope they don't do that. Oh. More than anything, just because I hate that there's two God of Wars, and then it's kind of like, as much as I love the PSP name, if if Sony were to pretend like PSP never existed, or PS Vita or whatever, and just called it the PSP, like they did a new platform, and it was just, we're calling it the PSP. It's like, yeah, I guess that it is PlayStation Portable, but this is, becomes a nightmare when you're trying to search. It's kind of like how when Xbox named the Xbox One what it was, <laughs> you, you'd Google search and you'd be like, I'm talking about the new system. And yeah. then times where you were trying to look up the original one, you're like, no, I'm talking about the old system. Yeah, where like OG Xbox became the thing. 
Yeah, like you couldn't call it like used to it was Xbox, and then when 360 comes out, people are like, you know, the Xbox, the one, the first Xbox, <laughs> Xbox One. But yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Naming conventions be damned. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that, that would be interesting. Um, I think that that's pretty likely. I mean, none of that sounds off. No, I would have to imagine if they do an event and don't date horizon that the game is canceled right like (laughs) (laughs) good lord that's right we saw a complete gameplay section but they're like no we scrapped the whole thing i mean if the game is out this year and they don't have a date it's not coming out i agree that it doesn't come out this year of course i I would imagine they're not actually going to cancel one of their flagship titles but (laughs) i agree we're we're sorry that we invested in you to the point where you grew a double team we're we're done you're you're closed you couldn't do 2021 horizon herman's like i'm disappointed in you guys i grew from you (laughs) you let me down (laughs) it's like his revenge he only got the job because like the old guy slept with his wife so he became the boss of sony just to close the studio <laughs> you know you're one of your biggest studios. God, <laughs> I am inevitable. <laughs> Take that, Kazurai. <laughs> I haven't even been the Sony, the PlayStation president, in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know you're pulling the strings from behind the shadows. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like a crazy conspiracy? Turns out, like Kazurai is still like deeply involved with Sony. Kazurai is Hassan Karaman. <laughs> <laughs> Kh. HK. Oh. <laughs> oh God. New conspiracy. His name, Abandoned his equals name. what Cause Horizon's plan for PlayStation <laughs> is. He's going to abandon it. <laughs> oh my God. You like that? <laughs> that was really good. I appreciate that one. Okay, let's see. You wanna pull one? Uh sure. Um let's see. I have Rude Days ninety three. Basically the same thing we got from Nintendo and Xbox's E3 conference. A roadmap of what's coming and when it's coming. Agree. I don't need hard dates, but for example, the next God of War in Summer 22, just a window releases would work for me. And also, it needs to be a big state of play. This last state of play was okay, but I want an E3 type conference next. Yeah, that's... uh, I'm going to go ahead and kind of interject a piece of news here, because I just think it's relevant to what we're talking about. Um but you know after skipping e3 and clearly not having like a sizable state of play to coincide with the timing of the events like we've seen other people do like you know we've seen that we're done with e3 but then ea still just does their event at the same time as e3 (laughs) just kind of how it happens but um apparently sony's skipping gamescom this year as well so they're not going to be there with with a con with with like any kind of digital press conference or at the actual show if they have the actual show this year so i i'm getting to the point where i feel like if sony ever do come back to like a larger style showcase it's gonna have to be something of their own design that they have like full control of similar to what they <clears throat> were doing back when they were doing playstation experience and if the rumors are true that they're going to come back with it as at least a big show piece august that 12th. would be cool but I'm just, I don't know. It's, I mean, yeah, I know you've said that, and I hope that that's true. But I don't know. I don't, I hope they do, just because seeing Sony so silent when they were so bold across the PS4 generation, and we're like, here's every big E3, and they always like, knocked it out of the park and just walked away even bigger than they were before. I, I don't think that there's got to be correlation to the success of PS4 and how they handled, like, the definitely the glory middle days of E3 from the PS4 gen, like 2017 or 2015 through, like, 2018, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I think Sony just wants to wants everyone to go. That's really mm. my big theory about it. Is they just they're like, you guys can all talk now, and we'll take over in a month. And I think that's why they're going in August. They kept well, their, maybe, they kept but I mean, honestly, relevant. I mean, I mean, at this point, I feel like this would have been the month to do that, though, right? Like no. E three and all the festivities happen like second week of June, so that should be kind of happening now but it did happen now, like. just because the state of play wasn't good wasn't big that was still them being that you can look at it one of two ways you can look at that's all sony has or you can look at it as sony has a, more later right and what what is more likely that the trials of midgar was their big game of the year or that they're holding off and staying in the news cycle with you know oh, moss 2 looks cool here's death loop that's coming out next month but then yeah, I, when I they have more when they have more private quote unquote private time right where not much is going on then they talk about it cuz i they're not at gamescom but they'll be at TGS they always are so you got one it's in gonna August it's going to be crazy if they aren't it would be insane <laughs> Yeah, that would be really crazy because uh, that's normally where they get to kind of shine on a lot of their Japanese games like Neo 2 and stuff like that. So, I mean, I agree with you in the stance that Sony's kind of using it as a way to piecemeal information and stay relevant because, like, we saw them basically do the same thing with PS5. Like, well, we're going to tell you that the PS5 exists. Then we're going to show you a logo. <laughs> and then we're going to show you the controller. And then we're finally going to show you the system. And then we're going to show you some games. Like, that seems to be their way. And honestly... It was interesting to see how effective it was in comparison to what Microsoft was doing. Now, clearly, Sony came into this generation a lot hotter than Microsoft just due to their success last gen. But it's crazy that like Microsoft, as as far back as over a year ago, like a year and a half ago, were like, "Here's the Xbox One's design," and then like not even like a month or two later, they're like, "Here's the internal build of the Xbox One." Mm-hmm. And in comparison to Sony showing the logo, it just seemed like people didn't give a damn. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably what it is. I think Sony tried on something uh, something like that, and then they just saw the success. They're like, well, can't we just copy that with the games? But I don't know, because I feel like the games are what makes your system sp- or what speak for your system. And I just, if nothing else, I guess maybe I'm just longing for the time where we at least get one time of the year where Sony's like, we're going big. Yeah. Like, I don't care when it is. It doesn't have to be during e3 i just want them at one point in the year even if they just determine nobody does anything in august so that's going to be our time we're going to be the august people though that's not true because gamescom is in august yeah (laughs) but you know what i mean but whatever time they see fit to make their own conference that'd be fine if that's what they want to do if they just want to rule the roost of news basically i think it's smart makes sense that's why i think they always used to always go last at uh at E3 as well, yeah. right? It's like everybody could spend their day talking about Microsoft, but it's uh, and, and all that. But right as soon as we come, everything else that's come from E3 will be hushed, yeah, and, because of all the stuff we drop. And listen, for all we know, maybe they know they couldn't keep up with Microsoft, so they needed to wait. Uh, that's also a possibility that I don't believe is real, but. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm, and no, no hate on Xbox. I actually think their E3 showcase was pretty solid. Yes, but. Uh, it did have problems. It did have weak points. And I think uh, they're still in this position of just, I don't know why, but they don't seem to do very good at getting games out in a timely manner. Yeah. And I, I wait for the time where that, that criticism can be gone. And I think once they start firing, it seems unlikely that they're going to stop. It's just this really big, long wait between like, mm-hmm. you know, where Sony's like almost every two months to three months is just blasting us with at least one big title that they're pushing hard. Well, um, Microsoft is just different. 
this is gonna this is gonna be a weird way to say this, but Microsoft and Sony are kind of like Marvel and DC, right? In the movies, mm-hmm. where sure. Marvel already established everything that they needed to establish, and then they started dropping Avengers at Infinity War and all this. And right now we're at the point where Microsoft dropped man of steel and the batman trilogy you know what i mean but they can't figure out how to how to do the rest and i think that's kind of where we're at in the same way yeah i mean an interesting comparison point but i think it works pretty well yeah i think um (laughs) and i I think honestly it's going to be even more apt whenever we start seeing dc really fire on all cylinders from the stuff they're talking about doing right now like you know so and again though the same thing's going on with DC, where it's like right now you're just in that like, but until y'all actually put something out, yes, you're just you're just talking. It was know? a really good comparison, <laughs> even if it didn't make sense at first. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, yeah, it's a good comparison. Uh, let's see what else we got over here. Uh, my buddy Cody James McGinnis, he says more PSVR two info, God of War update, Horizon gameplay, storage upgrade, which I do think needs to be talked about they soon, do need to. Uh, and lots more. Uh, laugh out loud, but I have no doubt whenever they have their next big event, it will be good. I guess that's where I'm at right now. If yeah. they have a next big event, I I think the answer is I'm leaning more towards yes with like a sixty forty, but I'm still a little shaky on whether they care to do big events anymore. I'm just saying, think about the fact that Call of Duty has not been talked about yet. Oh yeah, that's no, trust what me. they're. That's the one thing I keep thinking for. about is since Xbox hasn't done anything, it's still very likely that whatever Sony's next event is, Call of Duty's part of it. Yeah, and my, here's my only thing. Isn't there this, uh, and maybe you don't have it, but I have this feeling too where like Sony tries to like not step on third party to a degree, which to be fair, you can't really step on yeah. <laughs> on Call of Duty. If anything, Call of Duty would step on your game yeah, to some degree. step on me, um, Mr. Duty. I think, I think Sony's lucky in that their games are so different that they literally just get, they can exist in the same conference and nobody's going to be like, why would you show the biggest game ever beside that? Because yeah. they're just two very different audiences. Well, that's one of those things where everyone's like, oh, Sony needs to make a third, first first party fps and i'm like i don't know man they have call of duty like i know it's not their game and it's on xbox but it's theirs you know what well, i mean i think they need to do it because every fps game that i've just really loved that wasn't like um, a full third but you know even then like there's third party games like far cry I, I there's games in far cry series that i really love but for the most part most of the shooters that i've just really fallen in love with have been playstation exclusive because well, they're interesting i guess in I, a way that mean, I don't see they don't need else. like i, I they don't they don't need they it. don't need to make a competitive one that doesn't mean i don't want to see like a far cry from them i just mean like yeah. all the calls for like this and i think they're going to do it eventually but like bringing back socom as like a hero shooter it's like yeah. okay, but they ha- they are in bed with Call of Duty, so like, and they're in bed with like Fortnite. So making their own battle royale doesn't really make I mean, a they lot own of sense. Fortnite in a way, you know. Uh, yeah, they have, they own a stake in Fortnite they, for sure. They own enough to make want to make Fortnite look good. <laughs> yeah, and that's what's always weird is that like Sony's new position seems to be leveraging partnerships in areas where they don't have solutions, mm-hmm. or at least aren't or where their solutions didn't perform as well as these other games. So it's like, well, for whatever reason, people aren't just too hot on our platformer, so we're just going to partner here and make this platformer. Or we're finally going to make, you know, maybe it, that's what Team Asobo is all about, is having really great platformers to compete with Nintendo. I hope, because Astrobot is phenomenal. Great game. But, um, you know, and then and then being like, okay, well, we're not good in the first person. We'll just partner with everybody who is. Yeah. And it becomes that de facto game yeah, for us. Yeah, I guess know? with that... I don't know if we're going on a tangent, but like the argument people always make is that they need to diversify. And I'm like, Sony does 
third person action better than anyone. That's not an argument. So let them do what they do and and let them go buy Far Cry DLC, you know, first. I I still agree that I think that they should diversify or at least I wish they would. I guess I don't I would say they think. Because clearly they have a winning formula, right? I don't think they should. All I'll say for mine is that it's I there's a part of me that likes the times that they were doing that. Now, yes. as long as they find a way to partner around that, I mean, technically, they don't have to do anything. I guess I just think that it's... Well, I would like them to diversify. I don't want them to go to Naughty Dog and be like, hey, we need an FPS, so why don't you make it? If anything, That's, they should have yeah. been like... When Respawn was on the table, they should have scooped them up. You know what I mean? Like, sure. get yeah, a I studio that does that, but I don't need Naughty Dog making it a racing game because you think Can they need you to imagine? diversify. Could you imagine them buying Respawn and then Apex being a PlayStation exclusive? <laughs> no, because there's so much money at stake. But That's what I'm saying. That would be crazy. That, I would, that would be myself. one of those situations where I'd be like, Sony would be stupid not to just let that release on everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, um, you know, I, that's that's where I land, too. I, uh, I want them to diversify, but I don't want them to... I hope that the reason that all their games are third-person action is not because they're going to their developers with basically a metaphorical gun to their head and saying, we need you to make a third-person action adventure game. Yeah. I hope that it's just because all of their studios are kind of in a similar mindset and they're like, oh, this would be cool and this is how I want to run with this idea and show my take mm-hmm. on it. And that's why even though Ghost of Tsushima in many ways is just a old-style uh, Assassin's Creed game I liked it more than I've liked any Assassin's Creed game because it's still unique and interesting in its own way um, so you know it's and then letting Days Gone be like a very different take on like the Horizon style of gameplay it's just yeah you know, I get it and I think that there's reason as long as they're not going and forcing people to make games so that they can keep being in this third person action adventure zeitgeist exactly I'm, I'm happy you know? that's why like Gorilla doing an FPS would be cool because they're hot they have a second team and they're hiring for that like they, they yeah. poach the Rainbow Six Siege guys so I hope they do something cool with that yeah but, I think eventually Sony does do something in the FPS range yeah so because like, so it's interesting even right now like their their partnerships right what well, with Ghostwire and uh, with Deathloop those are both first person games mm-hmm. they may not be first person shooters but it's at least getting you to the point where you're not thinking of PlayStation as strictly that you're going to think of that and be like well this is an exclusive even if it's just for a year that exists in a very different perspective than their other games yep yeah we've got Tokyo Ghostwire or whatever <laughs> and yeah we'll talk about that here in a we little will bit. um i love this one just because it's josh drago he says resistance remake and god of war ragnarok and yes resistance remake i'm not gonna lie i think resistance is such a cool series lore wise i also think Killzone's such a cool series lore wise and just gameplay feel wise i would just i i don't i don't know man i feel like ip is such a weird thing that i think almost everybody with any company feels like there's an ip that they don't understand why it doesn't still get made <laughs> So it's just part of liking a company and liking an IP. I mean, Metroid's a great example, right? Yeah. Like you hear people talk about Metroid constantly. Especially, I guess they are doing it now. So it's a weird argument, but like five, ten, six years ago, when it was like the rise of the roguelike Metroidvania, you think Nintendo could have figured out, hey, we could make a pretty cool uh, Metroid one of these. Yeah, and like the only thing they've done in that five-year period is a remake of uh, Samus Returns. Exactly. Yeah, which I mean cool but it's just yeah it it does feel weird when the people who pioneered the genre don't have anything to say about it yeah exactly (laughs) yeah it's just it's a weird thing um let's see uh richard schaefer on facebook says if you can guess what i want to see in the next show i'll buy the first round uh here's the thing 
I think Richard probably answered somewhere else, and that's why he's being so coy about it. But if I know Richard like I think I do, the answer is going to be PSVR 2 and probably PSVR 2 games. Uh, let me go check Discord. Shafedog247. Yeah, I'm hoping for a big event to show us PSVR 2, <laughs> then maybe some PSVR 2, and if time permits, some PSVR 2. I guess he's buying drinks. <laughs> yeah, you are buying drinks. He says more seriously, uh, though I'm... Uh, also in the realm of VR, rumors of Naughty Dog VR game along with the Horizon VR game have been going around. Plus, Insomniac has a VR team, so I'm thinking that they're working on something. Yeah, I've talked about Insomniac's other VR team a lot. I think that that's definitely going to be a hidden thing for PlayStation. I think that they, I think Insomniac was such a smart buy for how cheap they got them as well. Because you get two big teams for traditional games, and then you get one team that's just sitting there working on VR, and we're doing a really good job of it on PC. And if you bring them into your in-house thing, you can make some killer <coughs> VR titles. Mm-hmm. And if they're anywhere near the quality of the of the recent Insomniac games on VR, that's crazy. Yeah. Like I said, Insomniac's their most valuable studio. Yeah, and I think that they're getting to that point where they have the name cache that Naughty Dog has. Mm-hmm. I think that you could tell somebody, here's PSVR 2, and this is a, this is an Insomniac game, and people would be like, no way. And they're, they're lucky with PSVR 2 is they can kind of go third party and be like, hey, we got Medal of Honor by Respawn. Here's Half-Life mm-hmm. Alex. you know? Sure. Easy. Yeah, yeah. If that, think about it. They I think if they announced PSVR 2 and were like, Half-Life Alex is the only game for the first year, it would sell. Bro. I would be so that would be amazing. I really hope that that's the case. Like I super you hope, hope it's the only game for the first year. <laughs> I don't even care if it's the only game for the first See? year. I'm telling you how badly I wanted to play that on PC and I can't find a graphics card to do it because they're crazy expensive <laughs> and of course I'd have to buy a VR headset for $500 plus the $1100 for a graphics card. I can't afford it because scalpers. But I want to really bad. Every time I, I just watch videos of that game, like, and I don't want to see too much of it, so I just watch videos of like the first hour, and I'm like, <laughs> man, that looks good. See, now I kind of want to play it because I think I could, and I have no oh, interest. So it would just be yeah. such a dick move to be like, hey, I guess I'm trying Half Life, Alex. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay, Chris, this is what I'm gonna need you to do, buddy. Yeah. Send, send me your 2070 Founders Edition. I'm going to borrow it. Oh, okay. Sure, <laughs> I'm going to borrow it and play uh, Half-Life Alex. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, cool, 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 cool. No, but on the same level of Half-Life Alex, I think that that could be with like an Insomniac VR game. It could, be. absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's. I think that's what people want from it, What if too. that's what they're doing, a uh, resistance survival horror game? Dude. that I said that it as would... a joke, and that actually sounds sick as hell. Like, I would play that. And honestly, like if they if they do the right thing, that would be super cool. And I think that if you actually set it in like the Resistance Three style version of the universe, where it's not super militant and it's it's instead like uh, militias, where it's like you know just people grouping together because they want to, not like military action. No, no, no. no I no, think no, you no. could make that really interesting. Not, it's not Resistance Three; it's a prequel, and you're playing a family who is living next to an invasion site, and you have to escape from the invasion site, and you're just being attacked by aliens the chimeras well i just think that the the post-apocalyptic setup that they kind of have which 
all the games have a little bit of it, right? But three has the most like dilapidated and torn down, like civilizations gone, and pockets of humans are just living like underground and in hidden areas to survive. And I think that that makes for some really interesting setups for gameplay and for like beautiful vistas and mechanics to come into play. Sure. Uh, and I think you can see some of the stuff you see in like like a Half Life Alex there, and you can do a lot of smart stuff. You know, I mean, I think there's like there's ideas of the Last of Us that would work. You know, it'd be kind of cool to play a game that's real heavily focused on the clickers and have it be where like you literally pick the bottle up and throw it like you can in Half-Life yeah. Alex, and you gotta be careful about how much noise you make that'd It'd be, be really cool. cool but at the same time if, if time tells us anything is that people do not like to exert themselves very much <laughs> so it's also a balance of making sure the game is cool but also accessible for people to play just while sitting on their couch we're talking while we're talking about PSVR 2 this is gonna sound really weird maybe it's not but I hope they figure out something like Ring Fit Adventure and do like a nice workout RPG game because that Ring Fit Adventure is really cool. I think that would be yeah. pretty cool on on VR too. Yeah, I mean that's a cool idea too. Uh, you know, I always talk about the uh, PS Move had like I actually really enjoyed it to the point where it was a workout and I would sweat like crazy. Yeah, but I never felt like I was working out with uh, PlayStation. Uh, what was it called? Sports Champions. Yeah, Sports Champions. Uh, Dude, it was so good. I just would spend hours playing ping pong. Like my two were definitely ping pong and the sword, <laughs> the, the gladiator fights. Yeah, the gladiator fights were super fun, and the ping pong just being able to have. Like, I always hated ping pong on the Wii because like it's just wave your hand. But on the PSVR or the PS Move rather, it was able to actually like tell if you rotated the controller a little bit, so you could like do a a crazy hot serve and like just really shoot it out. It was super fun. Yeah, no, I like that. I didn't yeah, play so time, I, I'm a big fan of that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I like those ideas, and I think if you do them right, it's really cool. I think uh, clearly people love Beat Saber, which most oh, Beat people Saber just is use so as good a, as a workout. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, ro- you can rock some sweat with Beat Saber, man. Yeah. Uh, trust me, I've seen people playing it. And I'm like, bro. Like, I feel like in this two minute song, you just busted out like a mile and a half of running. Okay. <laughs> this is a series I'm going to do for YouTube, right? I'm going to produce it. And it's going to be me going for the Beat Saber Platinum while also tracking uh, my calories weight and weight loss. Yes. Dude, that's a great idea. That's what I'm going to do. Like a genuinely great idea. Cool. I'm going to do it. It'll be sick. Now I just got to call Sony tomorrow <laughs> again. <laughs> you got to call Sony again? Hey, can I, yeah, because they still haven't <laughs> sent me my. Uh, When's the last time you talked to him about it? I know you're talking about your camera adapter. A month or two. Because they told me it was sold out and they were putting me on a wait. So I uh, was like, okay, I'll wait. And I'm still waiting. They're, they're sold out? They're like, yeah, we can't keep PS5 in yeah. stock. But we also can't keep this little dongle. Excuse me. This little, yeah, this little adapter. I mean, they they only sold a finite PS number of PSVRs. They, can, they knew how many they needed. Yeah, right? It's like, dude, you guys know how many you needed to make. Oh, man, that's ridiculous, but oh well. I'm also really curious of how backwards compatibility might work on PSVR 2 and if it will at all, you know? Yeah. Like, will the will the new controller be able to basically just mimic the original? Like, have the game pretend that it's seeing lights even though it's not going to be? Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe it'll still no. have lights. But like, kind of like the PS uh, Five Dual Sense has of a uh, where they're much smaller, yeah, they're, they're much just in smaller. a forward position. Yeah. yeah, that would be cool. I, w- I would like to see that. And if it, and if the camera can tap in and use the extra resolution, it'd be like I can more clearly define the lights. Yeah, so it, we can still work this way. But then again, that's if there's a camera, right? Because they were saying that the uh, well, I guess Dude, they were saying that the camera, the, it was right? it was going to be inside out tracking. No, it's going to be. In, well, I mean, it's it's 
Yeah, it's more like sensors and a little bit of cameras, but they're on the headset. So you won't have a all you have to plug in is the headset because the headset will track its the controllers from itself. Which is cool. A lot lot more user friendly. It is, for sure. Maybe the the way backwards compatibility will work is that you still have to use the original PSVR camera. Oh, I can see that. Um, and but everything else, like the new headset and everything still works with it. And the only thing you have to have plugged in extra is the camera. I don't know. We'll see how it ends up happening. I think uh, backwards compatibility on VR is going to be really interesting on that just because of how dated the idea was when they finally got around to yeah. it. Like, I love it. PSVR is cool, but it's very dated technology. <clears throat> All right, let's see. I'm going to grab, let's call it two more, okay. and then and then go on about our stuff here. Uh, I haven't been grabbing any from Twitter, so I'm going to do that. And I think this one's kind of cool. I think you'll like it. Okay. And uh, actually, maybe we can throw this out there as a question for everybody for the big community's take. Hit me. Um, but he says, "What it's it's no fate." Sean Moneo, one of our patrons, he says, "A reason to buy a PS5 is what he wants to see." Oh, okay. What PS? And then he says, "What PS5 game would you consider a system seller?" Uh, and I almost answered on Twitter, but I really like the idea, and I kind of wanted to see what you would say. So, like right now, if you had to tell somebody why to buy a PS5, what is your answer? Is it a specific game? Is it a specific feature set? Is there something about it that you think? I have my answer, but and I think I know yours, but I'm curious. Um, low time and FPS. That's what, that's yeah. the only reason to buy a PS5 right now. Yeah. I mean, now I personally say Ratchet is another good reason and Demon Souls. Both of those are fantastic games. But if I'm being honest, the reason to buy a PS5 right now, that is an absolute blanket reason that everyone can enjoy without having to have that specific taste in games is low times frames per second yeah just being able to play your games that you already owned at a much higher rate all the free upgrades that are coming out uh and then even just new games having a ps5 version like scarlet nexus i'm sure runs much better on ps5 than it does on ps4 oh, i believe and it. i even appreciate that a game like scarlet nexus which bandai namco are pretty smart with their budgets uh, on their games um i'm surprised that they even spent the time on a game like that making sure the work in features like haptic feedback and um the, you know the the adaptive triggers it's cool so it is i i don't know i think that would be my but pitch. that's hard to that's hard to advertise right or it's, it's hard to advertise to a extent where people really understand it i think the only way they could advertise it is to shit talk their other product oh, sorry for the language again no but, but you're you're right the only way to talk about it and talk it up is to constantly be talking bad about ps4 which they still want to sell so they have no reason to want to do that because to me i think the best selling point and honestly it i don't necessarily even think it says anything bad about the ps5 or the PS4, but if they if they did Ghost of Tsushima on half the screen and then Ghost of Tsushima Definitive Edition on the other half, and the thing was literally just them booting it from the from the home screen, that was the whole commercial. That would be a brilliant commercial. I don't know why they don't do that. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair, and that's probably your best way to actually advertise it, right? I mean, it kind of makes me think of like. Was there not a PS4 Pro commercial that was basically that? Like, uh, one of the things that was really cool about PS4 Pro before it actually came out is we went to PSX one of the years before it came out, uh, the year before it came out. And I got to go to a booth where they had a really nice uh, TV. I think it might have even been an OLED. And they had a PS4 Pro hooked up to it. Mm-hmm. And they had a developer version of Horizon running on it before Horizon came out as well. Oh, it was cool. early access. And the developer was sitting there from Gorilla, and they were like, all right, so here's the game. Uh, even though it's on PS4, we can make the game basically switch to PS4 mode. And they were like, okay, so you see this, and then run around, play. All right, now 
we're going to pump up mm-hmm. and we're going to show you what the game would look like on PS4 Pro and the and with HDR and stuff. And it was crazy. Like you could see the difference, and it was like, man, this is cool. And I feel like if if they never made a commercial out of that basic thing, they wasted time. You know? Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> Cause I see that. But yeah, I think you're right because load time is a big thing, right? It's super easy visual that you don't have to you don't have to be a pixel counter for, mm-hmm. and I think frame rates the same way. You don't have to be a pixel counter; you can inherently see the difference. Oh yeah, um, it's really obvious. Whereas I think some people, you know, people have different uh, like levels of uh, conceptualizing 4K because of their own visual impairments or how small their TV is or how good. There's all sorts of variables that make it hard to necessarily see the benefits of 4K, but I think there's a much bigger easy to be like, oh, it loads way quicker and it runs way smoother. Right. Um, even like, I've so recently I started playing Death Stranding on my PS5 and I have it only through the, the SSD, so I'm playing the PS4 version. Sure. I made it through one load screen before I moved it. It was awful. Like, I, I don't know how I could go back. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, and you were playing it off of the SSD? No, I was playing it off of the my my external. Oh, your external drive. So was, yeah, no, it's it's I brutal. if I play PS4 games now, they're on the SSD. Yeah. That was brutal. And so that's there's no good way to advertise it. That's the biggest selling point to me. Yeah, and it's it's actually it's I think it's true of both to a degree, even though I think PS five is shown to be even better mm-hmm. to a lot in a lot of degrees. But that's honestly sixty frames per second load time is exactly why I wanted to play Sea of Thieves on my computer, because I have an SSD in my computer and I can run the game at sixty frames per second. Yeah. So I stopped playing on the one X, which actually can do a pretty good job of hitting four K, but it only does so at thirty frames per second. My computer could do four K like like full max settings four K at like forty frames per second. Okay. So I turned some stuff back to make sure I hit 60 um but yeah man that's that's my biggest reason is i was playing on the one x and i uh i didn't die but whenever you fall off the boat you can get the mermaids yeah and i hit a mermaid and it took like a minute and a half for me to, <laughs> it may have not it, and here's the crazy part it may not have actually been a minute and a half like a minute and but half. it felt like it now and i don't think that ever existed prior to me playing on ps5 like load screens are so non-existent yeah well, <laughs> i used to not even mind because it was always like okay i can check my phone watch a couple tiktoks or vines or whatever it was at the time yeah but now it's like you pick up your phone and then you put it right back down even on games that aren't necessarily optimized yeah that's you know what's crazy is like <laughs> you know yesterday and it's partially because for whatever reason discord doesn't hit my phone um but i was originally trying to check in like when we were kind of waiting around like we were doing stuff and in between stuff we were going but then we got a four guy group and whenever you messaged me to tell me you were home the the game loads so quick and we were doing so much stuff that i had no opportunity yeah to stop playing to see if you had messaged me <laughs> until we finally until Saul was like okay I'm gonna get off and I was like I'm gonna check my phone yeah and I've realized that oh I haven't checked my phone in an hour and a half because we've been playing and my SSD is so fast that even when I have to pop a mermaid it's like five seconds to get back on the boat I'm not gonna pick my phone up unlock it just unlock it again and put it back down so. no fair I I don't know that was one of those when you because I, I messaged you at 10 30 and you, I, I was like oh he's just in it he's not gonna say anything and then he said something <laughs> at 12 and i was like bro i just closed my eyes i opened them to respond to this message i'm not playing right now <laughs> i i felt bad but and I, I almost messaged it out but first of all i was like i'm pretty sure i either woke him up or he's like legit about to go to bed so i didn't but i was like i think he knows that i was just in the game yeah at I, that point. I didn't mind <laughs> but because like, that was the thing it was one of those for me where i was like 
this is the normal time on Saturdays I'd be getting home because I was at a friend's thing. Sure. Um, and so I was like, but, you know, if he doesn't have to, if he's playing, like, he's deep into a session. I, Discord tells you. I was like, oh, it's like a two-hour session already. I was like, yeah, I'm good. He'll he'll hit me up. <laughs> then I just grinded out some levels, finally hit level 21 in Final Fantasy, and it worked out well for me. Yeah, but see, if it wasn't for the SSD, that wouldn't happen. Anytime that I would die and have to reload into the boat or whatever, or anytime that I would end up being uh, falling off and having to pop a mermaid, I would have way more time to be like, oh, Chris wants to hop on. And when you messaged me, we were still a three-person group, so you could have hopped God on. Damn. But we were in the middle of everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now I'm more and we, we were doing so good, man. We were popping level five emissary flags and all sorts of stuff. We were having a good time. We made a lot of money. We made like $200,000 or 200000 gold good times good times indeed uh and also really nice after yesterday because the the day before we just completely ate crap made <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of money and then we're acting stupid all right um this is quick and i love it uh, all stars round two is all i want but can't have <laughs> exploding platypus says i hope that okay i hope sony buys capcom just so we can get sony versus capcom versus marvel what a wild game that would that be. That would be so sick. Ellie versus, like, Ryu versus Iron Man? Why not? Dude, I would play the heck out of that. Also, I'm going to be honest with you right now, though. If I, There's no way in my mind that I could actually make Ellie fighting any of those two people. <laughs> be like, yeah, she's going to survive. It's like Galactus <laughs> and Wolverine versus Ellie and Abby. Who were like, who wins? I don't know. <laughs> I would be I'd be the guy who is in the background like the moment that whoever whatever player is actually playing as Abby and Ellie uh wins that I'd be like bullshit <laughs> <laughs> not happening no way I would be down for the story just so we could get a scene of Nathan Drake throwing grappling hooks next to Spider-Man that would be so oh my cool. god that would be sick actually see i here's the thing and the same thing honestly existed in playstation all-stars battle royale but it, it worked you know it, it didn't take me out so bad that i just couldn't do anything so i i also want that exploding platypus if it makes you feel any better i also agree that we're probably never going to get it and that's just the life that we live in um and here we go you ready for the last cuss word of the whole show i'm gonna make sure of it yeah I'm might be offensive but here we are a sweet blood money jones aka ryan he says what's on this man's heart heavy on his heart and i understand because we're going into august and have not heard much as outside of a random snippet from a a, a quote from herman holst about how the game is apparently multi-platform now and are cross-gen now but he says some goddamn gran turismo 7 Ah, uh, yeah I'm not surprised either i honestly think that sony's way to go even though they're slightly different games would have been like have xbox talk about all of their thing for the next forza and then like a week later be like by the way Gran Turismo 7 like not release it but just like throw out some info you know because we haven't seen anything since that initial trailer of uh the you know the games coming to ps5 yeah and that's a big series for playstation it is always has been um i don't know i i honestly have no interest in it but oh, i, I do see don't. why people like it and it's at, we've talked about it. I'll probably buy it. <laughs> the, the funnier part for me is like right now, I'm just like, will my current Logitech will <clears throat> work on PS5? Because what I used to hate when you were moving between generations is like whatever wheel set you had just didn't work anymore. Um, 
but that kind of seems to be gone there's no reason and th- these wheels are so advanced at this point there's no reason like they're not so outdated that you wouldn't want to play with them mm-hmm. so i'm hoping because like you know that's a, a hefty investment to not get to keep moving forward when so many so few games support them to begin with right can you play like always nice five with it you know, I think you can, and actually, I should look and see because if so, your boy's about to be playing Dirt Five. I really have got to buy one of the uh, the chairs that actually like lets you mount everything to it, and it feels like an actual car because that's what I want. Like every time I'm playing with, it, I'm like, "Oh, this is cool," but I, it also just feels like I'm sitting in a kitchen chair, yeah, <laughs> I, at a table with a wheel. Like it doesn't feel right. I once did have a, a chair that had all the speakers in it. My dad bought it for me. For Christmas and I, the, the best game of Need for Speed I ever played was sitting in that chair because it was so loud and it was vibrating and I, oh, it was cool. That's another thing. Ryan's got the uh, the butt kicker. It's what it's called. It's like a little thing that's got a, a motor in it, and then you just plug it into your system, and it turns all low low end frequencies that come out of the sound. It, it registers that as vibrations, and most of the time in racing games, that's true. Like if it's a low rumble from your car's engine, you're gonna feel it rumbling under your butt. Like oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm hauling ass now. And then like if you if you hit the little bumpers on the side where you're on the little you're gonna feel it go on you. That's super cool. It is. That's what. That's why, like you know, I'm always jealous of Ryan because I do love my wheel, and every time I use it, I'm like, ah, this is cool. But I'm like, I just need to buy this chair, like this full setup with the adjustable seat and everything, and the mount that makes it feel like you're in a car because it's it completes the experience. You need it. You just need it. You do. I would love for a wireless version of the butt kicker though, where like it just connects to the system. That way, you don't have to sit there and try and connect something to your system. Yeah, just it's just there. It's tedious. <laughs> I can imagine so. <laughs> but. It is what it is. Even if it, like, even if you have to have power to it, like you plug it into the wall somewhere, but then at least you can like maneuver where you want the things at. I don't know. It is what it is. Indeed. I definitely. I want it though. You know what I mean? Hey, I, want I understand. It. I want it too. I want it for you. you I, I want it vicariously yeah, through you. I want you to have it. Okay. I think. I mean, is there any other one that you want to grab? Like one more? But I think. I mean, that's pretty much it for me. Um. I mean, awesome. Dave says. Uh, he doesn't know if we recorded already. We are currently recording, so good job. Um, he'd like to see more Final Fantasy 16 and an announcement for the Pixel remasters for PlayStation. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, although I don't think you're going to so see that because well. I think they said specifically you're not going to see that. Uh, at least 16, anyway. But I would yeah, like they talked to about see... 16. Like he doesn't want to show it till it's ready, yeah. which I also think is probably the right move. As much as I do want to see it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get exhausted of the game before it ever comes. I agree. I would like yeah. to see the Pixel remasters because I would very much like to buy them and not play them. <laughs> yeah, the normal Chris move. Because I, um, I keep telling myself that I'm going to play 6. I bought it on two different uh, mobile uh, phone stores and I still have never even played it. Well, that's the worst version, so don't play that anyway. Okay, heard. <laughs> um, but also, yes, if there's one old Final Fantasy that I think you should play, like if I had to say one of 1 through 6... The one you need to play the most is six. It's the one I want to play the most. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the coolest of them. And the the way they're doing the Pixel remaster. I know some people aren't a big fan of it. I like it. I like it a lot more than the phone remasters, personally. The, the phone remasters technically have more detail, but they don't look like they're even trying to be in the spirit of the original games. No, they don't. And typically, they also have crazy... Um, script changes where like they go in and like edit the script and reinterpret certain things and it's like why would you do this and that's also the reason this exists to begin with is people are like we want a faithful version Mm -hmm. of this that we can play on new systems are you saying that western games have changed 
<laughs> no. What? Um, yeah, I think it would be such a crazy move and a strong arm of PlayStation to secure the Pixel remasters for console. Like, they're the only console that has them. That way you can only play it on phone, PC, console. <laughs> but PC, PlayStation being the console, that would be a power move. It would be a power move. I think a lot of people would be like, that's why I buy a PlayStation. And if I'm being honest, regardless of how you feel about things, and I know people are like, well, it should be on everything so everyone can play it. The reality is, is that any company at any point in time should be trying to make the person who has the thing be like, that's why I buy this. That's That that right there is the reason I am in this. Well, that's that's always the thing, right? It's It's basically like, okay exclusives are bad sure but sony is trying to take care of playstation customers they don't care about xbox customers xbox because xbox does not care about playstation customers we know this we've seen this from both of them so mm-hmm. when final fantasy if these all come to playstation exclusively buy a playstation and stop whining about it that's what I'll, i've always seen that with exclusives yeah, and I think it's the same, even though, I mean, it's it's on the other foot, which thankfully I have a Series S now. So if I want to play the Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield, I have a means to do that since my PC probably won't be upgraded by then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's the same basic thing. Like, right, in the long run, I think, yeah, it would be nice if the Elder Scrolls Six came to PlayStation. But in reality, that's the right move. Microsoft should be saying making people say this is why i play xbox this is why i have game pass whatever you want to make it be i mean i think personally i think the right way to sell game pass is hey this is 60 dollars on playstation did you hear that 70 dollars on playstation is free over here it's 15 you can get one month for free for a dollar over here 70 dollars on playstation by the way like that's how yeah. I think they should have been selling it, but I mean I think so too because I think it just gives people that comparison point. But I, I guess technically the same thing is true otherwise. But that's more of the have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's like well hey look we get to have it on our system we get to have people get a reason to come over here and play it much more cheaply alongside a bunch of other games. But for the people that are too stubborn to do that, we still get six, like seventy dollars from it on PlayStation. Yeah, 5. that's just that's why I, mean, I-, I agree, but. In terms of as a sheer businessman, I would probably do that just because it's the max money. Those games are those series are so big that it'd be really hard. That that would I mean, but don't wrong, it happens because Smash is a huge uh, series, but it's only available on Nintendo. But I think it's a lot different because it's kind of like what we talked about, where we literally said earlier in the show it would be silly if PlayStation to have bought Remedy and made Apex exclusive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's too big of a game with too much money. It would be yeah. dumb if if Fortnite was exclusive. It would be. It'd be dumb if Microsoft had made Minecraft, Minecraft exclusive. Yeah. They knew that it makes more sense to not do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think at some point in time, you do just got to be like, well, the game's only on our system. Yeah, I agree. I think social games like Minecraft and whatnot are the ones that really need to stay. Yeah, for me, it's multiple. one of those things where Elder Scrolls should... Uh, to me, it's like, you shouldn't do this with most of your games, but if you're going to do it with any of them, it should be Fallout and Elder Scrolls. But I completely understand why they wouldn't. It doesn't really make sense other than... And, yeah, you also know that you're coming from the standpoint of someone who has a lot of meat and the fact that you want to be able to get platinums in those so games. That's true, too, but <laughs> I don't know. You're not completely unbiased in that situation. No, but I think, for me, it's like Redfall, absolutely make that an exclusive. But this is the fifth Elder Scrolls game in the fifth fall, literally in the fifth Fallout game, or the sixth Elder Scrolls oh, yeah. fifth Fallout, it has a quote-unquote legacy. So you might as well just do the whole, hey, it's $70 there if you really want it after six-month exclusivity on our console. That's what I would do. Yeah, yeah, I think the exclusivity window is definitely the way to go, and then just release it elsewhere. Or, if you're lucky by that point, Game Pass is on PlayStation anyway, I mean, and you still be. say, well, you have to have Game Pass to play it. Um, 
but you can play it on PlayStation. I mean, it, well, it's interesting. I'm we keep talking about it, but I actually am curious of what happens by the time we actually get Starfield and what happens by the time we actually get the Elder Scrolls 6. Like, does all this pointless because Game Pass is legit on PlayStation at this yes. point? Yeah. We'll definitely see. I think I agree with you in a lot of ways, but I still just as we keep talking about, it's how does it's <clears throat> it's the in-between of how how Sony monetizes that. Like how do they make money off of that? Cuz they've got to. Otherwise they have no reason to want to put it on. I mean, the, the reason is they get 30% of the they get 30% of the PlayStation Game Pass ones and it's just Xbox first parties. That's what I would do. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the middle ground for me as well. Um you know, it's just the right meeting point. Uh, but okay, let's go break into um, the news. Uh, so we talked about uh, earlier. We were talking about Death uh, Ghostwire, Death Loop, and Ghostwire. So uh, the other Bethesda time exclusive, which is Ghostwire Tokyo, has been delayed to 2022 after initially being scheduled to release this year. The developer, which is Tango GameWorks, the people behind The Evil Within One and Two, uh, of course explain that this is time being used to refine the game while also being able to keep the health of the team in mind minimizing crunch just to meet the original release date that's probably the right move um and also i don't think that there's any real press for it i mean it would have been nice to have the end of the year just be playstation exclusive after playstation exclusive but in this time frame right now where i have you know a a game scarlet nexus that i would have originally beaten in like four days i'm still like I'm on second weekend, <laughs> you know. I'm 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 coming up on the end of my second week with it. Grind is real, man. It goes to show you, yeah. It's just kind of what you got to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think this is the right move as much as I, it would be nice. So at this point, I really do hope that Horizon makes it this year. I agree. Just because I feel like Sony needs something after Deathloop in September to end the year out on, and I think that Horizon's a big enough name to do that. I don't think Ghostwire would have been the right move for like a. A late November, early December game. No, I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't know. Seems close. September and then the end of the year. Just do it next year. Give them more time. Yeah, true. Uh, next thing up is kind of interesting, and I don't know where you stand on it because you've not played a lot of Final Fantasies, but it's interesting nonetheless. So Square Enix seems eager to continue in its path of reviving old franchises with new entries or remakes, as we've seen with like Final Fantasy VII Remake. As a Famitsu interview with a handful of developers, including Tetsuya Nomura and scenario writer Kazushige Naojima, I'm pretty sure is how you say that, uh, saw them discuss how there is interest in a Final Fantasy X-3 at the company, but the project is dormant, while the team focuses on getting Final Fantasy Remake completed, Final Fantasy VII Remake completed. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, uh, they were saying that there is a rough draft of the story already completed by Kazushige, and that uh, it was kind of interesting because Nomura seems really confident that the project will move forward. I'm not going to say he, he's not, his, his wording was interesting, but the fact that he goes to say it at all is kind of interesting. Do you remember that uh, Tekken uh, Cross Street Fighter thing a couple weeks back yeah. where it was like, no, it's like... It's not canceled. It, it, it could always happen. come back. It's technically kind of like that, but, it, but Nomura's like, yeah, the, the chances of it happening are, one, are, are basically not zero, which I don't know. I think that that's fairly confident, but uh, who knows, man. I think that they saw such crazy success with Final Fantasy VII Remake that if they do it right, I think they could actually make a lot of money off of 10-3, and this could be their moment to go back to having a mainline Final... Or not, I say mainline. You can call it that. Uh, but having a big Final Fantasy game that's turn-based. Even though the second game wasn't necessarily turn-based, but it was also a very weird game. 
The reason I think, and it's not much, when they did the HD remasters for um, 10 and 10.2, they introduced like this uh, 10.2.5 and yeah. uh, 10, uh, Final Fantasy 10 Will, where it's these like little side stories and radio dramas and stuff that have like they basically set up some things that could come to fruition. So it's like, why even give people that much of a of why give them that much rope if you don't want to do anything? Yeah. <laughs> Especially isn't Nomura's the one who was talking about it, right? Yeah, it was Nomura. Yeah. So, the majority of it was Nomura and Nojima. He's the guy who he's uh, the uh, Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy Seven guy remake. Yeah, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, I should have muted. Two huge franchises right, right now. Like Kingdom Hearts 3 made stupid money and Final Fantasy 7 Remake made Make stupid your, money. Finish if, your trilogy. If anything, yeah, finish your trilogy and then square this guy who's making you butt loads of money. Let him make what he wants to make. <laughs> but like, do you really want another 10? What about just six? start working on 16-2 or something? I don't know. I don't know. I think it makes... Uh, that. I think the biggest way to make sense is that there is a lot of love for Ten, and Ten's whole thing was about being like a traditional Final Fantasy game, even though it brought forward like a lot of stuff at the time, like voice acting and full 3D and whatnot. Um, but you also get this thing where it's like, this is your moment. This is how you make turn-based Final Fantasy in a AAA setting. And if you budget yourself outright, you can make that game with big expectations but big expectations that are with, within reason of what the series could be mm-hmm. you know I do but I mean we'll wait and see if that actually ends up happening it's kind of how I feel about the market share for something like a Tekken cross Street Fighter I mean Tekken's pretty popular Street Fighter's pretty popular so it would probably do pretty well yeah I mean I people would definitely play it um, I don't know <laughs> that that means they should do it well, all I say is like right now, you say like, would you really want more ten? Like, would you want a ten three? I think what's crazy is I think if you asked a lot of people, they wanted a Final Fantasy seven remake, but they didn't want the version that they ended up getting in terms of when it was just revealed and was told it was going to be in parts. Yeah, and pretty much everybody was shaky on it up until the game actually came out, and then everyone universally loved it basically. And now clearly there are people that don't care for it. But most people I know who are like, I don't think it's going to be good, and I don't, I, I don't trust them. Ended up falling in love. Saul being one of the biggest people I know who was like, <laughs> nope, it's going to suck. And then he loved and it. And I, I enjoyed what I played. I really want to go back eventually. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. You're the one to tell me you got stuck at the house, right? Yeah. And um, I didn't even get yeah. stuck. I think I went to work and never turned it back on again. Oh yeah, I've had those moments. Yeah. You, where you like most of the time when I've quit playing Pokemon games, I'm not at a point where I get stuck. I don't even like. There's nothing that's hard or anything. I just go. I don't care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't even that because I remember that same day having a conversation about how cool and funny that bike guy was. I can't remember his name at this point. Who's that? You? I don't know. He's just that super eccentric guy where you see him on the bike chase, and he's like a boss <laughs> oh, fight. Yeah, I loved him. The guy. Yeah, the guy who looked like Dylan or Cole Sprouse. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I really liked I can't him. Think of his name right now either. And that same day that I stopped playing it, I had talked to my old boss and been like, "I really like it. Yeah, it's really good. I'm excited to go home and play it." And then I probably played Apex and forgot it existed. I was just about to say that. I think Apex sapped all your ability to play it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Next thing, Warframe's developers have confirmed that crossplay and cross-save functionality is currently in development for the game, as well as a mobile version of the game that will support those features. <clears throat> Sounds a lot like Fortnite. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no specific timeline for them has been given, of, given, of course, uh, so don't look for it anytime soon, but I think it's a cool idea. I have a hard time imagining how you play a game with a crazy movement system like Warframe mobily. 
I'm not gonna say it's impossible. I just don't see how you do it with because you know I feel like at least mobile games should always be developed with the fact that they're touchscreen first. Like yeah, you can play them with a controller and you can install you can program um, controls for if someone has a controller plugged in. But the game should always work on touchscreen. Do you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. So I just don't know how you. I don't, have you ever played Warframe? Um, yes. I, I'm gonna say no since you said you hadn't played MMO. It's basically yes, MMO. but not enough to have any sort of conversation about it. Yeah, there's a lot of weird moves that you have to do that like require you holding the trigger and also hitting the jump and also moving a specific way to rotate a bunch of different ways. That I don't know how you pull that off on a phone. If I'm being honest, <laughs> no, me neither. But uh, I'm interested to try it because I didn't think you could pull Fortnite off on the phone, and I think it's a really f- back when i played it it was a fun version of it yeah i've never played it on phone but for most people i've heard it's pretty good and whenever and i i think it's popularity is weighing down enough to where people aren't just talking about it all the time and it's also not new anymore but people seem to really like call of duty mobile yeah whenever it first released i think the only issues with these ones is that they're very much um they're very they're much easier than the console counterparts because what I noticed when I was playing Call of Duty Mobile or when I played Fortnite is it kind of just locks on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fortnite Mobile's got aim assist like crazy. Yeah. I've watched people. I've never played it myself, but I've watched people play it. I'm like, ooh, I can't <laughs> believe that. I, I can't believe that they get away with this. And then when they announced crossplay, I was like, bro, what? <laughs> I like so you're telling me some dude on the P- on the mobile with like the craziest aim assist you can imagine is gonna be playing against dudes on PC, which that's probably balanced, but playing against people on PS5 who have like a very small. Well, I mean, you can say what it is, but it does have aim assist, but it's not like the phone. Yeah, game. it's not not close. So we're not talking about you know the PCMR with no aim assist and thousand FPS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing is, did, like, when you played it, did Fortnite run at like sixty frames per second on phone? Because that would be crazy. It, I have a feeling it, it does. Felt it felt fine. I don't necessarily know anything if that's what you mean, but it, I didn't have an issue with it. I don't think the FPS. I I don't remember enough to say, but I know it felt yeah. all right. Like I would I would download it and play it again. Now I just gotta know. Like, <laughs> does Fortnite run sixty FPS on phone? I just I gotta know. This is the question. It's important. Most Android phones run Fortnite at a maximum of 60 frames per second. Oh. Maximum. Because I knew that the PC and X or the PS4 and Xbox One versions ran at 60 because most competitive shooters make sure they run at 60 even if they don't run at full frame rate. Yeah. I'm still waiting on that PS5 Apex update. Now, here's a good example. I have a, it's a OnePlus 8 and 8 Pro, which is one generation behind mine technically, but or like a half generation. says, we'll default the graphical settings to low, as noted by GameSpot, so the game won't look better in every way. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. But apparently, it can play it at 90. Oh, God. So, the OnePlus 8 can run Fortnite at 90 frames per second. Now I'm curious as to what my phone can run it at. But. Look, now, P- PC. Okay, look. That means that you really were like, so if you're playing with someone on a high-end phone, they can play with crazy aim assist and 90 frames per second. Yeah. When you're over here, str- you know, struggling with a controller What's in sixty the, uh, frames per second. The Galaxy at twenty, the newest Galaxy. But the S twenty one Ultra. That's what I have. I'm curious what it runs at. I'm sure it probably does. Because I know the phone can output one forty four, but yeah, I don't know about it on Fortnite. But um, who knows? Interesting. It says it might get ninety frames per second. Oh, might heard. But that was like that was before the phone came out in January. Gotcha. So. Who knows? It probably does. Only though. God knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, only God knows. Yeah. Okay, I feel you. <laughs> All 
All right, brother. What's next? Uh, uh oh, your your favorite thing. Oh yes, is it Persona's twenty fifth anniversary? Persona. Is this year? Persona six. <laughs> let's go. Well, the upside for you guys, yeah, for those who are big Persona fans, is it looks like we have a bunch of announcements coming in September, uh, and the site for the anniversary teases Persona six in the process. Uh, so right now it says that there's a total of seven reveals for the event, apparently. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that there's going to be a lot of Persona coming our way for fans of the series. Though I wouldn't be surprised if some of it's like you know, like they've done with Persona four in the past, where they do like Persona four dancing and Persona four. Uh, there's all sorts of them. I've never played any of them, so it's harder to remember for mm-hmm. it. But, the know. dream is uh, Persona 4 Golden on PC and then Persona 3 I remake. would not be surprised at this point, honestly. If they keep Persona 4 Golden Vita exclusive at this point, first of all, mad respect. Because <laughs> that's just money on the table. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Uh I mean, if nothing else, I imagine they'll bring it to, like, PlayStation consoles. That's what right? I'm hoping. They have to. Like, do you really think... And this is a real question. Yeah. Do you think that they would bring it to PC before they'd bring it to PS5 and PS4? Persona 3? Persona 4 Golden. They already brought it to like, PC. Do you think that... I have it on PC. Persona 4 Golden is on yeah, PC? Yeah, I own it. It's on PC. Bro, what? Yeah, it's been on PC I thought since, that's what you uh, just said. No, I... I thought you just I, said... Oh, if I did, then I misspoke. I meant Persona 4 on console. Gotcha. Okay, that's what that's what confused me. Oh, is like, I remember at one point in time I thought it did come to PC, and the fact that you said that, I was like, okay, fine. Um, okay, yeah, PC. Yeah, no, that's my fault. I'm I say, it makes zero re- it makes zero sense to not let that go elsewhere. Well, that's why it doesn't make sense that they gave put it on PC, which means they have a version that could probably run on console, and they didn't do that. Wait a minute, PlayStation Three? Oh, original Persona Four yeah. is on PlayStation Three as a PS2 backwards, isn't yep. it? But I really okay, hope it's Persona 4 console, um, Persona 3, either a remake or a port. I don't care either way. And then um, Persona 6. We'll probably get a dancing game and we'll get the... I know they're making a mobile game, but I need to hear So about what's six. the other one that they do? It's not dancing. There's another side series they do. Uh, arena, arena, yeah. Right? Is that fighting it? Games. Yeah, okay. So we'll probably get yeah. an, a P4 Arena remake too. Or a remaster. Or get a P5 or Arena. Dude, I'd cool. play the, sh- the crap out of that. <laughs> I'd play the ish. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> you, you almost said, yeah. I've already said the GD was going to be the last cuss word on this entire yeah. episode, Chris. You can't ruin that now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm G- trying G-D- very hard. GD it. <laughs> this is difficult for me. Um, You're so excited about Persona. Really, it's the most exciting piece of news that we're going to talk about today for me. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> All right, so we've already talked about PlayStation not going to E3 or not going to uh, Gamescom. So the next up, I actually kind of I, I love this while also thinking that there's a high chance that it won't be very good. Oh yeah, but we'll see. Uh, so Nickelodeon seems to be getting into the Smash fever as they announce All Star Brawl, a Smash like brawler that pits many Nick favorites one on one, so you can live out your crazy fantasies of Danny Phantom beating up Nigel Thornberry or Avatar Korra crushing in Patrick Starr's thick cheeks, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, Donnie coming in as a support <laughs> character. You, you know it would be more funny is if they, it wouldn't be like the me, but let's just say there's basically a create-your-own-character in that, and they have it to where games, for f- people that they didn't make like full movesets for, you can at least get their look and like sound effects for, kind of like they yeah. do. If they're, it's like, well, we're going to let you make a Donnie character. If they're serious about cloning Smash for this, they need to do their version of Amiibos. <laughs> I would buy the absolute crap out of that. I would not because money. <laughs> but there'd be a part of me that would want to. I would want to buy the Invader Zim 
amiibo or whatever you want to call it you know Dude, i would buy but a Nigel people have seemed to really fall out of that because here's the thing for every console that's not switch that doesn't have an nfc chip in it you'd have to sell an nfc connector like they did with like skylanders yeah but i'm not even saying they have to do anything i just think the joke of them doing the amiibo like figures of these characters so basically like those little totaku figures that playstation or not PlayStation, but that company was releasing that had a bunch of PlayStation. i guess yeah you could just do the same as amiibos but there's spongebob and nigel thornberry and eliza in the (laughs) french toast bread man which i think is a great inclusion Dude, if the Crimson Chin is not in this game, I'm going to tell you right now. I am I am yelling. If you can't play as the bronze kneecap and the Crimson Chin, you have wasted every opportunity you've ever been if given. If Mermaid Man you know and what I Barnacle mean? Boy are not like the Ice Climbers, I will be so mad. Oh, dude, that would be... A, and again, if they're not in the game at all, yeah. riot in the streets. Dude, you know what I mean? And you know what? I know it can't happen now, given who he is as a person, but a Drake and Josh... As, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy and then you could get uh what's the sister's name mindy or whatever miranda crossgrove oh. oh god uh Mar- hold on you've killed me now megan, megan. Is her name in the you show. get a megan <laughs> i don't know i like I, like they can't put drake and josh in those games anymore but We'd get Timmy, Timmy Turner. Well, we could get. Think about how cool Vicky would be as just like this like antagonist character who just abuses. Dude, I'm the telling other you, ones. I don't see it happening. But there's so the thing is is that most of the characters would actually be great here. Could you imagine playing as Mr. Crocker in this? <laughs> and like your special move is like you like you wig out and be like fairies and then you just <laughs> drop something crazy. Like there's no reason not. And I'm not saying every character, right? You don't have to play as Cosmo and Wanda. You can play as Timmy and all of his powers right. and his move set is based around Cosmo and Wanda. Right, his moveset um, is wishes. <clears throat> and then Crocker could be there as a character because his moveset would be based off of how crazy he is. Yep. So it'd all be based around crazy stuff like that. But even like, there's things, apart, I would love to be able to play a, scene, a Sheen from Jimmy Neutron. You know like the episodes where like he's got the huge brain and he's yes. like going around shocking everything? Or that, or like the Super Sheen. And I would also love to play as Carl where all of his moveset was based around llamas. That would be amazing. Playing as Jimmy's dad and being able to like throw ducks and stuff at people <laughs> and it basically be like a clone of Duck Hunt yes. from Smash would be amazing. Dude, I would be a big fan if we could get Megan and iCarly as two separate characters. <laughs> in the same in game. In the same game and they just <laughs> fight it out. You know what's more weird is they called this Nickelodeon All-Stars, not Nicktoons All-Stars, which I think would have been the more apt name because it does seem that there's no live-action characters, no. which is fine. I'm not saying they should be, uh, but it's more interesting than anything that they don't. Uh, there's so many people I want to know. Like, I don't know. It's just there's so many good Nick characters that I think would have really interesting movesets that could work out that I – if like. My idea of a Smash clone now is just go Smash Ultimate with it, where like you have a roster All of, of like, ninety characters. That would be so funny. <laughs> that would make the game so much more worth it too. I would. Uh, here's the thing: I'm not lying. I'm, I'm probably going to buy this game just to give it a shot because I do love a lot of Nick uh, characters hey, and, if, and a lot of. Nick if stuff. you're going to buy it, I won't because I thought about it too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just I, I I hope it's priced at forty because oh, I have I a so. feeling it's not going to be that. I, I have a feeling it's not going to be that content rich. I hope it is. Yeah. I mean, they say there's 20 levels. That doesn't really mean much. I would, uh, I would love it if but they... But I love uh, the idea. If they did, like, the jacked crab from SpongeBob 
Plankton's oh, robot, Larry the, Larry the Lobster. We get some Sandy Cheeks. Oh, dude, there. robot crabs. Robot crabs, yeah. Ah, see, that's the thing. If nothing else, right, Mr. Krabs is in there, and I should at least be able to do a robot crab skin. Yes. That's really the solution for stuff like that. There's no reason I shouldn't be able to play as these. Like, you know, if I can play a Squidward, have it where I can also play as the uh, a Squidward from the episode when they're in prehistoric ages. And, like, SpongeBob can be Doodle Bob or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, Doodle Bob should be his own character. He should be, yeah. Because He's, his. That is one of the no, creepiest I guess arguably, episodes of TV of all time. <laughs> arguably, SpongeBob can just have a, one move that involves the pencil. Yeah. Because he can't use it. He, he could just summon him by drawing him up. He's like a. What if they did it with super oh, moves? And his super like move is support? drawing him? Yeah. That would be sick. And then he runs around and helps you fight like he's your Super yeah. Smash. There's a t- that would actually be a ton sick. of potential. That's the thing. It's like, I, I'm actually, I went from being moderately interested in the game to the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, but I know right now, I am making this game more cool in my mind. Oh, yeah. It's going it to be awful. Be. I've played the <laughs> Cartoon Network's Battle Chaser crap, and it's not oh, good. Oh, God. Doesn't even and have a see, platinum to get. Like, what's the point? Yeah, this brings me to two, which I think I like this setup a little bit better than the Battle Chasers one, uh, even though there's a lot of great Cartoon Network characters. I would love Cartoon Network to do, like, a legit Smash clone. Um, the fact that they haven't but, done um, Nick versus Cartoon Network is insulting. Bro, that would be that would be the coolest gaming crossover. Oh, like, be. no joke. Yeah, I would hope. That's a game that they need. If, if that ever happens, if I'm ever rich that's what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna buy, get arc <laughs> system works to make to make oh my no, god no 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 no, no. <laughs> better i'm gonna make nether realm do it and i'm gonna make it m-rated <laughs> <laughs> so you so you get like a danny phantom like flying through yes. somebody and like slightly materializing and like grabbing their spine yes. with his hand as he re-ghost and goes through absolutely and, like, a kill samurai jack that way Imagine Samurai Jack and the Powerpuff Girls versus like SpongeBob and then the fish. <laughs> Man, you know my thing is is like it'll never happen, but I would love to see them just get into like really dumb side characters. Like you can play as the guy who's like Sponge Dude. Yeah, my leg. <laughs> he's got like a surfboard. You can play as the hoopla hoopla fish. <laughs> Yeah, see, no, there's no reason to because there's no way you're going to make interesting movesets out of them. <laughs> well, actually, I That's say not that. True. You, you absolutely the hoopla could. guy, you could, he could just throw bricks. Yeah. Um, and even have him be like where he could he can throw giant grabby uh, crabby yes. bags at you from like <laughs> Like you can definitely do it. I'm I, I clearly I, but the thing is is that for every one of those characters that's more money that you have to invest in the balancing all these movesets out. But my biggest hope right now is that this game could be good. Though I'm going to say the biggest disappointment for that is that I feel like both Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, though Cartoon Network has been a little bit better thankfully, have so many cool IP that are ripe for making games yeah. that are not like all-star mashups and that seems to be all they want to do. It's always like we want to make a cart racer with every character. And I get that it's for kids and that kids have that sensory overload of like, "Oh my god, I get to play as all my favorites." <laughs> But here's the thing. It's not very many kids really know much about Invader Zim, don't really know much about Nigel Thornberry and all those. So clearly these games are also being made with us in mind. And I feel like there's no reason that you can't go through and be like, all right, I'm going to make a uh, Samurai Jack, which I've said this plenty of times. I think a Samurai Jack Metroidvania would be such a killer game. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like basically Samurai Jack Hollow Knight. Oh, 
That would be so sick, dude. That would be. That would be amazing. And like and like I said, Cartoon Network's done better because like they've done um, one of my favorite Vita games. It's not even an exclusive. It's um, and it's you can play it elsewhere, but it's Adventure Time: The Nameless Kingdom. I'm not even a big Adventure Time fan. Like I like it. It's funny. But that game is so good. It's basically a Zelda clone, but with all the stuff you'd expect from um, Adventure Time, and it's unique in that sense. And it's, it's great. And I feel like there's so many games that you can make that style. Like, could you imagine a Rampage-style game where you just play as, like, Reptar and all the Reptar side characters? That would be awesome. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that, but that'd be an interesting, like, $10 um, PSN game. Yeah, it would be. You know? They could do, like, a Kaiju game, except it's Reptar. Yeah, that would be awesome. It would be. Like, you know, one of the biggest dreams creations was somebody made, like, a kaiju game where you just stomp around as a big, like, Godzilla-looking dinosaur. And people loved yeah. it. People played it like crazy. That stuff is awesome. Yeah, people like that stuff. And I just don't get why they don't spend the time to go through and do that. I tell you right now, I would absolutely play a Jimmy Neutron game where the only go was goal was just to play Jimmy Neutron and run around. But, I mean, you still want it to be quality. That's the thing. We used to get these types of games, but they were made like trash. Nobody put time and care into them, and they put them out for way too much money, and then that was it. It makes way more sense, and it's something that we're actually getting into next, to actually use your IP to do something interesting. And I guess that kind of brings us over into the Netflix, finally becoming the Netflix of games by expanding into the gaming realm. Um, So apparently the company there has hired a former EA executive to lead the company's foray into the new market. With This is kind of where I was going there. Netflix has got so much cool IP that this makes a ton of sense for them. They don't have to worry about trying to create new IP for their games. <laughs> they don't have to worry about trying to license IP out. They can just make a game that is whatever they yeah. have. Like, you know, some of their animations um, series that they've created, okay. they could do that. Wait, wait, what if we go full circle with this and Netflix makes a game of their Castlevania anime? <laughs> Bro, that would be so cool. I wouldn't be mad at and it. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because they already have a relationship with Konami, clearly. That would be kind of funny. I would, I would Dude, be into it. That would be sick, actually. I, I'd be a little upset. I'd be like, man, PlayStation really missed out. But if that's how Netflix chooses to do this, that would be sick. And I would also want to play that game. If I'm being dead honest. But like, there's, you could do Stranger Things. You could do... I mean, and some of their ex- originals are based off of other things. But like, if they could make a Transformers game, because they're doing that Netflix-exclusive uh, War for Cybertron series right now, that'd be sick. You know, and then you've got original uh, animation series like they've done the, the Dragon Prince. I would play a Dragon Prince game in a heartbeat. That'd be super cool. Yeah, I would play a so, ton of that. I think that's cool. I mean... <laughs> How do you feel about the whole idea of Netflix getting games on there? I mean, one cool thing is that apparently insiders are claiming that the company does not intend to raise prices uh, for the service to include the games, which sounds like BS to me because every couple of years they're like, well, we keep making more original shows, which costs us more money, so you're going to pay $2 more a month. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it's not the, pr- the price of the service won't go up because you'll have to buy the game separately. That would actually be interesting. Yeah. And I'd be okay. With I that. would be too. Like you, you still play them through Netflix, but but see, I don't get why they would even do that. Like, just don't have me play it through Netflix. Let me just go play it on PS5. Play it on PS5, unless <laughs> transition for you. <laughs> unless, yeah, there's a rumor that PlayStation may be partnering with them as a Twitter user found images of stylized DualSense controllers within the iOS uh, app code for Netflix. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe. You know, and what's weird is I've seen people, th- I'm curious where you stand on this. I've seen people bill this as PlayStation's uh, answer to Game Pass, and I personally don't see how that's a Game Pass competitor. Right, like it, and it depends on what the it depends on what the partnership is. Right, is it just letting people play PlayStation games on Netflix through streaming? Which why would you do that when you have PS Now? You're cannibalizing your own service, unless you're going to kill it, uh, or you're you're going to completely get rid of the streaming aspect of it and just make it a straight Game Pass. Or that's how um, my, that's how Netflix is streaming their games through PlayStation. Yeah. Like the games are built for PS5 and run on a virtual PS5 that's on the back of like PlayStation Now server thing, but they're you play them through Netflix. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. I'm not gonna say. I mean, clearly it could happen that way. I don't know. I find it really interesting, and it would be cool if like even though you have to play on Netflix, you get trophies for your PlayStation. See, but like here's my question, right? Because obviously the rumor is that they're potentially working together. The 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 bigger question is not to me at least. It's not how does this work. It's what do you mean Ghost of Tsushima is on this service, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. unless the gaming app for Netflix is exclusive to PlayStation, and that would be a coup for them if that was the case, because if they were able to get Netflix to pay to make the streaming service but put it on PlayStation, that would be insane. But I just wonder, like, if they're partnering together and it's, well, you play it on Netflix anywhere, does that mean you can now play Ghost of Tsushima on your Xbox through Netflix? Because that seems like well, it doesn't you know, make any sense at all. Yeah, at that point, it goes back to the same thing. Why not just release the game on Xbox? Which is arguably, that's the crazy thing about Game Pass, right? I mean, to a degree, just saying that, oh, uh, well, you can play the game on Game Pass so long as you have a Game Pass subscription, but you can still play it on PlayStation. It's like, why don't I just release the game on PlayStation? I get that that always yeah. exists to a degree, but yeah, I don't know. I just, it, 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 a lot of this depends. Like, you know, what what's really going on here? And is it, is it anything more than just that the Netflix app will support the PS5 controller? Maybe that would like, make Like, will sense, that be yeah. it? I, I think yeah. it could be interesting if, if Sony and Netflix partnered and they were like, Maybe they're I don't know fifty fifty partners and Sony helps develop the games out with those IP like that could be really cool. Maybe that's what yeah. it is. I just don't see it. I I don't know. I I just to me it does make sense that Netflix gets in the games like that makes and clearly they've been wanting to like that Bandersnatch thing, which it, it's not a game, but in a way it is. You know, it's it's basically like those old games like. Um, Oh, what were they called? There's a bunch of FMV games where I do this and this happens instead. It's basically Bandersnatch was basically live action um, Telltale game. Yeah, you know where it's like you make this choice, you make this choice, and the game moves forward. It was interesting. Um, it was interesting. It wasn't great. No, it was like not. you know, it, it was okay, and and clearly <laughs> they had it meted out to where like it was a movie about games. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm curious to see where it goes, but I think Netflix becoming into games is not surprising. I just think everybody's doing it right now, and it gets to that point where it feels like everybody's trying to jump on a bandwagon a little too late for me. I agree. I just feel like the other people have so much of the market share that it's hard to come in. Now, clearly, it's not impossible. Phone did it, but that's because phone's in your pocket, and it yeah. makes more sense to just play a game on your phone than to have to play a game on your phone through Netflix, oh, yeah. realistically. I just the whole through Netflix thing is weird to me. I just don't understand why they wouldn't just release games on PlayStation. But be the people who develop exactly. them and publish them so they get the money. Yeah. 
and then even if nothing else, you can play them on Netflix, but you can also play them elsewhere. Because that, that's that to me is what if they're partnering with PlayStation makes the most sense. You do this, you have this app. It's on. You do it through PlayStation, and then you know, hey, you get a thirty percent off Netflix with your PS Plus subscription. And there you go. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I mean, there's there's got to be a way for them to pull that off, but it also just depends. Is this people looking into something that's really not there? Is this really just we support the DualShock Five and we have a picture for it? Probably. The question is why is Ghost of Tsushima showing up there? <coughs> oh, I didn't see that. Did Ghost of Tsushima show up in yeah, the in Netflix the same app thing? Leak. It was the DualShock and Tsushima. I did not. see Oh that. yeah, that's no, I did, I did not make that part up. That was like an actual part of it. Huh? Yeah, I thought you were just what ifing. No, you know. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I'm curious to see where it goes. That's basically where I'm at. I at this agree. Point, with you. you know, we'll we'll see in the long run what ends up happening. But all right, last thing here, and it's pretty interesting. Uh, Valve announced its foray into the hybrid handheld market, much like its foray into PC market with Steam machines, though hopefully better lived. Yeah. Um, with the reveal of the Steam Deck, which acts as a portable PC with a seven-inch LCD touchscreen, dual analog sticks, uh, touchpads under those sticks, bumpers and triggers, four programmable buttons built into the grip, which is actually pretty cool, and much more. It will run Steam OS that can be uninstalled in favor of <coughs> Windows for users who want the choice. It can be connected to a TV through a monitor or whatever through uh, basically um, USB-C similar to what you see from the Switch with the correct cables <coughs> and there is going to be a dock that you can apparently buy separately but they've not talked too much about it. Mm -hmm. uh, it aims to be able to play your entire Steam library which is pretty hefty. That's a big claim. Um, and There's a couple of things going on here. So the first thing is I guess before I get too much further into it like what's your base feeling on this? Uh, I bought one. You did buy one? I did, one. yes. Which one did you go with? The 399 entry? No, the 649. Oh, the, the Big Daddy. Yeah, the Big Daddy. Okay, so why'd you buy it? So I could play Final yeah, Fantasy what? 14 in bed. <laughs> That's Dude, you were investing in this game. I mean, to, an, to be fair. I, I'm going to argue it's an unhealthy degree. I know you have other uses when for I, it. When I point. say I bought it, I put the $5 deposit down that that you were allowed to do. I didn't. I couldn't spend any more money than that, but I do have one coming, and I do fully That's intend on going through with purchasing it. Interesting. Uh, well, there's a lot going on here. It's clearly fifty dollars more than the Switch OLED, which we actually ended up not talking about on the show. Yeah, we did not. Um, but you know, I mean, why would you? It's nothing. It's it's Nintendo being Nintendo. It's fifty dollars more for a screen that costs maybe ten dollars more in production. Yeah, and that's basically it. Um, I understand why people are still buying the Nintendo Switch at 300 even though by now the price should have gone down. So why would you come out with a new device? I think the real way to have your cake and eat it too would have, or, you know, to kind of meet in the middle really, rather, we'll say that, is to have just made the original Switch defunct and then just made the OLED model the new $300 model. You can still get to keep your price point and since you have a new machine, people won't complain about the fact that a four-year-old machine is still $300 Can you go, well, we got a new, <laughs> you know, we made you a better one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, but no. I think this as a as a machine is just more valuable than the Switch. The fact that I think so as I well. think they could have gotten away with charging what I was willing to pay for the base model. 
Um, well, 400 is already a little bit more than Switch, even though it's in a lot of ways, like you said, it's more capable than Switch. I think the, the interesting thing here is that Switch is in this point in its lifetime, and this is actually, I guess, where we'll talk about OLED Switch. There are so many little things they chose not to do for the OLED Switch that would have cost them basically nothing, and they would have had to do nothing from a quality control standpoint. So one of the things PSP did yeah. whenever they were coming out, the original PSP came, and there were certain games that people were making for it that had frame rate issues because it just wasn't strong enough. But you don't want to completely go in on your slim model and change stuff because you don't you want the, all the games to work without you having to quality control all of them. And all they did, to be simple, was, okay, we're going to go to our clock speeds, and we're going to bump them all up by 100. Mm-hmm. And then they did that one more time, if I'm not mistaken, with the last PSP. And every game could still run on all PSPs, but on the newer models, it normally ran at a better frame rate. Um, which is nice because it means that games that are typically problematic, like, you know, I have a friend who really loved, um, uh, I have two friends actually. One didn't care and the other one cared more about the fact that the uh, Age of Calamity Switch game yeah. ran kind of bad. Terrible from what I remember. <laughs> and yeah, so that's one of those games where it's like, that's a good example of a game that could have used that extra frame rate. But the bigger thing is that Switch is already basically the same power, not even the same power. It's, it's actually weaker than PS4 and Xbox yep. One, um, though it's at least closer. Um, and they're running to this point where third-party games, the only avenue they really have to move <coughs> forward streaming. is streaming. Which is nuts. Which is not ideal. No. <laughs> On a device that bad is not very, uh, not very online-friendly. Yes, that is a good way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, p- plays games are already doing it, right? You can play Resident Evil 7 on the system through stream. Which is crazy. But it's not ideal. Control is on there through stream. Hit- Hitman 3 Control. is on there through stream. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cool that it's there, but it's also a little more complicated, but it makes more sense than trying to port every game through Panic Button yeah. to try and make it be able to run on Switch. I still can't believe um, the Switcher exists. Yeah, I mean, you know... It, it is what it is, and that and actually that was Saber Interactive, wasn't it? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I will say even like stuff like Plague Tale Innocence is streaming on the Switch. You know, if you can't run that, maybe take a step back. I mean, that's actually a pretty good looking game. It is, but like you can't turn some of that down. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. But it's it's that you can, but it's going to take a ton of, of of research and development costs yeah. for you to actually sit there, go in there, and figure out the exact perfect way to to do it when you could just go ah. We could spend ten thousand dollars and get the game streaming pretty yeah. quickly. I, if even if even I that, really hope you know. one day Rockstar releases Red Dead on the Switch. I would play. The, I would play it. Again. I would try it again just to see it. See what that's <laughs> on like. The Switch. Yeah. Well, see, this is where we get to this thing here. Is that I feel like this being more powerful than the Switch, which it is. It's now. Don't. I'm not going to sit there and act like it's the most crazy powerful thing. But there's a couple of things working toward it. It's basically got a 720p screen. It's actually an 800p screen, and it's a 16:10 aspect ratio, which is super weird because no game is going to really work well using that. And you, even though you get a little black bar at the top and bottom by making it force into 16:9, you'll get resolution. You, you'll get a frame rate bump from it not having to try and build those extra pixels out. Mm. Um, but you've got that, and it's got a 720p screen, basically like the Switch does, but a lot of Switch games don't even run at native um, 720 in handheld mode. And one of the interesting things here is that this system will typically run games in low settings at at least 30 frames per second, sometimes 60, depending on what you want, um, on here. And it's going to solve the biggest problem with the Switch right now. Third party Which support. some people may not care, but third party support yeah. natively on the system. Uh, and, and also the fact that 
There's a lot of things that Switch still can't do that's surprising, right? We, we just talked about Netflix. You cannot watch Netflix on the Switch. That's you could insane. watch Netflix on the damn 3DS. Yeah. And I can't do it on the Switch. And the Switch is far more, you know, I could watch it on the Wii U, I'm pretty yep. sure. It's crazy to me that that's not there. But this, you can also use this as just a general PC. You can plug it into any TV without having to have a dock. All you have to have is USB-C, mm-hmm. which, again, goes to my point. I don't get why the Switch Lite didn't have that. It was Nintendo being Nintendo. Yep. Um, they have a phone So, port. yeah, I, I think this is really interesting. Uh, and I and I like it. I don't know that I'm going to buy it, though. There's a, there's a lot of things that go in there, right? Like, the Switch could technically, technically do better, but you... You could be like, well, we can run this game at 720p, but it's going to kill the battery because it's too intensive of yeah. a game, and, you, and you'll get 720p for an hour. Do you want mm-hmm. that? The thing with the Steam Deck <laughs> is, like, I think my having my PC library on the go is worth the, the 650, you know what I mean? Like I, I have yeah, a, and I mean, and to be fair, you could come in at three ninety nine with a sixty four. Exactly. I just thought if you, wanted. I was just like, I might if I'm going to buy it, I might as well buy it the top of the line, which is you know me to a T. But yeah, well, it looks well built. I'm curious about battery life because battery life is going to be real big window based off how hard you want to push. The thing, yeah, right. Which is a couple things. I mean, I don't know how much you are into PC stuff, but like it's got a, a Ryzen 2, a Zen 2 mm-hmm. rather, a CPU architecture in it. And it's got actually little RP, uh, RDNA units so that it can do like, <laughs> it, it can do ray tracing, like it, hardware accelerated ray tracing. I mean, it's got so little cores in it that it's not really going to do anything. Yeah. But they're there. You um, can do it if you want to try it. <laughs> but like the graphics card is like somewhere in the range is like the. RX 6700, something around that sign, which is a pretty decent graphics card. Yeah. Um, but there's other things. Like, you know, a lot of graphics cards these days use GDR6 uh, memory, which is a lot quicker than GDR5, even if GDR5 is quicker than DDR4, which is what most computers normally use. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's weird because it's also got a, a, a shared memory system. Um, so it's got the everything will use that same 16 or what is it 16 gigs of ram that sounds right 16 gigs of low power ddr6 is or ddr5 if i remember um that's pretty good yeah it's right. but it's also a shared unit like that it's i don't know it's interesting it's very similar to like you know phones use lp ddr5 a lot because uh, they're low power they don't take much to go but yeah there's a bunch of things i mean you know, there's no reason that a, a thing this powerful shouldn't be able to run at 720p, and there's no reason to really run it higher than 720p. Yeah, it's the screen size. You know, you don't need 4K. Yeah, 720p looks great. On a tiny OLED. On 7 inches. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, overall, I feel good about this, but I see people calling it the Switch killer, and as much as I think it's a lot better than the Switch, I don't, I don't think it'll do much. It'll never, the Switch will never die because it, this does not have Mario. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No matter. Well, and it's weird. People say that, right? But then, why was the Wii U a failure? Because the Wii U only had what, like, one Mario game. That actually had a good handful of them. Nintendo tried. Nintendo were like, "The Wii U is on fire. Have you released a Mario?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a fair point. But again, those are probably those are the best-selling games on the system, right? So the yeah, formula still were. will. <laughs> it would still play out the way I would say it. It would. What's going to be really interesting is seeing how viable Switch emulation is going to be on this. Yeah. Because there is a Switch yeah, emulator. I saw someone saying that. I mean, listen, this is the thing. This is why it's such a value to me is like if I can put an emulator on there, have a bunch of Pokemon games, and then I can go and I can be like, hey, I want a quest in bed or I'm at work and I have a break. I'm going to spend 20 minutes questing. Like this is worth yeah, the purchase in itself. 
Yeah, and see, that's kind of what I do with RuneScape, right? But that's also because there's not a lot of phone games. Right. So it's nice for me to be able to be on my 10 o'clock or my 10-minute break at 10 o'clock or 3 o'clock at work and just be like, I'm going to do 10 minutes of grinding something out on RuneScape or prepping for this quest or doing whatever. Exactly. Um, but having that on, on an actual physical system would be great. You know, I always used to think it would be really cool if, like, the PSP or the Vita, definitely since it's touchscreen, would have ever, ever gotten, like, a RuneScape because it does make sense to bring those types of games on the go with something that's more comfortable than a phone. Exactly. I mean, it's the same reason I'm playing Planescape Torment on my phone, but I would never play it on console because it's just a, sim- a much simpler, like, easy-to-digest way to play it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like this, and I think... The, the, the even though it's bigger technically than the switch and a little thicker and a little heavier yeah, thick it, boy. the switch already the full-size switch hurts my hand so much that's not ergonomic at all yeah and at least this one i like those built-in curved handles that are like built into the form factor and i love the fact that there's four programmable buttons like in those grips smart move all the benefits of what people like about pc gaming the little track pads are interesting because mm-hmm. have you seen like the I love it because I've always wished that the PlayStation 5 would do this so it's easier when the screen is connected to the device one of my favorite things about Vita was like Uncharted on Vita you can use the gyroscope to like so you can you can hit the trigger aim and then you can like find aim with the analog stick and then fine tune with like a little flick of your wrist to like pop it the like, extra centimeter up and then hit the trigger and get headshots did you see people doing that with this like you can put it one finger down on the touchpad and then it'll act that you can have it to where that activates a gyroscope and you can actually aim the full system gyroscope yeah. that's super cool Didn't they do that with uh one of those zeldas yeah yeah breath of the wild and stuff had that in it as well <clears throat> um though i don't love it <laughs> I, I don't know why it didn't feel as good on breath of the wild like it wasn't as tightly I, made which is also not a first person game yeah. typically so that's probably what it i mean is. i've never used that and been like oh this is fun you know personally though to be honest i guess it's because most of the time in those it went first person if i remember correctly whereas uncharted stayed third person the entire time i don't know i like that feature not necessary but it kind of makes me think of like the uh the steam controller mm-hmm. where it's got the little circle pad things i don't know People seem to like them for whatever reason. Hey. I don't know. Price-wise, I think these are pretty good. Um, I'm curious to see how well availability goes. I'm glad they're being made by Valve instead of being made by... Because like one of the things that killed Steam Machines is that... It, oh, it was everyone else. Yeah, it, Valve was like, we make the platform, you build it. And then everybody just ran and did stupid stuff with it to the point where Valve on certain people were like, we don't condone that, but we can't stop it. <laughs> That's embarrassing, man. That is embarrassing. So I think they learned that they don't need to do that here. Um, it was interesting, though, because like, you can still put Windows on this device if you want to. It comes with SteamOS on it, but you can put Windows on it. You can uninstall SteamOS and put Windows. Um, you can even install Epic Game Store, apparently. Yeah. Like, so they're not even going to lock it down to where you only have to have uh, Steam, even though I think that's a completely reasonable thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm so shocked. it's kind of cool that they're doing I'm that. I'm shocked they let the Epic Store on there. But it's almost kind of a flex where they're like, you're trying so hard and we don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then again, in the when you're dealing with a market like this, do you really want to flex on people? I mean, they, got, they clearly have the money. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. I think a lot of moves here are really smart, though. Uh, the refresh rate on the screen is 60 hertz max, so there's really no reason to try and brute force something over 60 frames per second because you're not going to see it. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of smart moves here. I think the pricing is surprisingly competitive. Um, like you mentioned, they clearly could have charged more for it, but I think they did a good job of making a powerful system and making it competitive from a price standpoint. And if I were looking at these two things, I think this is a much more attractive thing at $400 than the Switch OLED is at 350 I would agree. 
but I also am not like a, the biggest Nintendo uh, fan from IP. So that's a big thing. Valve is dealing with the fact that unless they can make unless they can make a new Half-Life and put it only on this and PC <laughs> which is probably not going to happen it's just a very different thing you know there's you don't have to have it but I will say this I think what might get a lot of people on here is all the people who who are both Switch and PC gamers and they buy these crazy games on sale when Steam has a stupid sales all the time and you get you get like your eyes are like, I could buy that game for three dollars. I've never tried it. And you never get around to it because you don't have the time. Yes. Now that you can buy this and play it on the go, I think some of the switches use, which is playing games that also are on PC that you probably bought on PC already and then rebought on Switch just so you could take it with you and play it with your busy day. I think those those purchases become redundant and I think people stop playing the Switch. Because if if you have both, which is, you know, that'd be nice, but if you do have both, Switch has nothing in its uh, ecosystem to make you want to play there. There's no trophies. There's no thing that pulls you. Like, you know, we talk about, well, do we play on PC or do we play on PS5? Mm-hmm. Well, PS5's got trophies. I want to get that platinum. Yep. That's something that can make you be like, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to play that. Nintendo's going to lose that with some of these third-party indies. Yeah, I'm surprised that they're not more concerned about that, if I'm honest. Well, it'd be really interesting to see Nintendo actually be like, okay, we're going to price the OLED model at 300 <laughs> Yeah, be like, we'll give a credit. I don't think it's going to happen. It won't happen. My, my hope for Nintendo Switch is that they're going to make an OLED version of the Switch Lite. Still at $200, but that you can also plug into the TV with a USB-C cord and just play games at 720p on your big TV if you damn well choose to do so. I hope so. I thought they said that they not, could... Uh, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. That we'll, I'm interested yeah. to see what that doc does. I think the biggest thing here, though, let's move away from this for a second. It's so crazy to me that so many of the ideas being used by both of these systems are things that Sony literally were doing with the Vita just way too early. Like, a lot of the ideas were given too early. Can you imagine, like, if Sony would have not released the Vita in terms of its idea set, uh, if it was just more of a PSP2 back then? Mm -hmm. It probably would have done better, too. Um, But And then save some of the more weird features for now because you have trackpads here. All right, so you're getting into that kind of weird touchpad thing as well as a touchscreen. You get into there. I think that there's a clear, you know, do you remember the Vita having 3G? Yes. Like that was going to be able to play anything. I remember them getting booed um, for saying it was at and Yes, that was so funny. But even then, it was the fact that it was 3G in general. Like if they would have waited till now when 5G is a reality. Yeah. You know how crazy it would, you could absolutely play games online with 4G, LTE, and 5G. Oh, 100%. Like that's it. All of their ideas that kind of failed on them, a lot of it came from being too early, right? They wanted to be able to have you seamlessly move from MLB the show on PS3 and then go over and start playing it on Vita, which was awesome. But they weren't quite able to make it to where you could just plug the Vita into the TV because it wasn't the same level of power. But if you do these things right, where if you have the better version on PS5, you could do it. But if you don't, you can just plug the, the Vita into the TV. I feel like so many of these ideas. Sony were flirting around with and they were just too early to the show. It kind of reminds me of like the Dreamcast, you know, where it's like they were trying to do cool stuff before the cool stuff could actually be done well and it yeah. just flopped <laughs> in their face. And then a few years later, someone was like, our turn. That's like basically what happened with the Xbox. Xbox came and was like, remember how Dreamcast had uh, Microsoft Windows ME support and crazy good online play? Yeah, we're going to do that now three years later. Kind of what happens, it is. man. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't know. 
We'll definitely see. I'm in, I'm clearly interested in the product, and I think they'll do Dude, a good job. If the if the Steam Deck blows up, do you think that there's a, the smallest chance in hell that Sony actually looks and goes, "Could we make a Vita two or a PSP two or any kind of handheld?" I'm, do you I'm say, telling you, I would be shocked if it's not already in in, in one in the works. I agree, but that's just because I feel like I'm gonna tell you this: the first six months of Switch when it was selling like crazy, I was like, "How is Sony not looking at this and going?" Well, clearly our dumb lie of "Oh, phones make it too hard to make handhelds." Clearly, that's not true. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I think they knew it wasn't true, though. I think they're honestly just worried about getting hacked again. I don't know what it was. I think that they just didn't want to admit all the dumb mistakes they made. So they were just like, oh, phones. <laughs> they didn't want to be like, oh, we made dumb memory card mistakes and we put some weird tech stuff on there and we made it 3G when it really didn't need to be. And like, there was a clear number of errors. I still love the Vita and I still think it's actually a better system than the Switch. The fact that the Switch still does not, even in the OLED model, have Bluetooth is insanity to me. I know, right? The 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 switch is like such a bare bone system that it's almost insulting. That it's three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sony were selling the Vita for two fifty ten years ago <laughs> with all of these features in exactly. it and a real actual online ecosystem and trophies, and yet it failed. Yeah, clear. I mean, they, they Sony made mistakes. I get it, but dude, Nintendo just doesn't even have to try. Exactly, and everybody's like, "Let me suck that OLED." No, <laughs> hey, you want a remake of a game that costs more than it did when it first came out? It came there out. There you go. Enjoy Donkey Kong <laughs> Tropical Freeze remake, dude. Even even the uh, uh, when Switch when uh, Skyward Sword came out it was fifty dollars on Wii <laughs> and it's sixty dollars on Switch now. <laughs> Absolutely buck wild. Absolutely buck wild indeed. I can't believe we live in a world where this goes on and people aren't like what what. <laughs> <laughs> and yet Sony completely remakes like Demon Souls. I'll give them that at least right. It's a remake first of all, ground up remake. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's $70, but at least it's a remake. Like, if you told me you were completely remaking Skyward Sword, fine. Charge $60 for it. But instead, you're giving me, like, a, a, moder- a moderate uh, like uh, resolution boost, maybe slightly more stable frames, and a new control method. And that's $10 more than when I bought it the first time. Uh, thanks. All right. Cool. <laughs> like it, I thought Link's Awakening at forty dollars was or at sixty dollars was heinous, but at least it was a remake. Hey man. At least real work had to happen. Maybe for that they'll game, put you know? in uh Japanese lip sync and everything will be happy. <laughs> yeah, everybody will be cool with a seventy dollar price point. <laughs> Worth it. God, that's so stupid too. Am <laughs> I being dead on? Japanese. Someone sync. said that, like, why couldn't that just be patched into the normal game? Yeah, it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> and it also should not be like a a, plot a trailer point. moment. Dum dum dum. That would be like if all the you know the fast movies. How I kept saying yeah. I, I hated the fact that they kept trying to make the uh, the subtitles fancy, like yeah. sliding in. That'd be like if in a fast trailer they were like fancy sliding subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay then. Agreed. 
All right, Chris. Thanks for joining me, buddy. Oh, I don't hey. think there's anything else I want to say. So I'm going to go back and ask for anybody that does have a PS5. This will be the community take. If you have a PS5, what do you consider to be the reason to buy a PS5? What's the PS5 seller? Is it features? Is it games? What is it specifically for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have one, but you're interested in it, what is it currently that's making you interested in it? Yes. And then lastly, if you're not interested in it at all, what would make you interested in it? All right. So it'll be a little three-pillared one and see what people think. So we'll get that out uh, next week and talk about it. Thanks to everyone yeah. who got in today. If you want to be part of the community's take, remember you can join the Discord, which we have linked in the description of the episode. Um, and you can go to the community's take section where we ask the question and you can answer it in a dedicated section. Uh, you can talk to us about the show and the things that we talk about on the show in the podcast discussion section of there too. We welcome you to do that. Fun to do. Uh, you can go to Facebook and join the Triangle Square to PlayStation <laughs> podcast group. Ask to be entered into it, and I will gladly accept it. You can go to Twitter and find us on at Triangle SQRD, and that's uh, pretty much it for there. If you want to go check out Chris and his stuff that he does, you can go find him on Twitter at FIGZ21K. Follow him so he can go to a publisher later in his life and go, look, yeah. I have 30,000 Twitter followers. Yep. Publish my book. I will, and I will hopefully write a page. Well. Of everyone who follows me, uh, the first 10,000 people will be in my book. I'll make that. I'll say that right now. A dedication page? A dedication, I guess, entire chapter. But, yeah. You have multiple pages. Exactly. (laughs) Like a Patreon call. That'd be pretty cool. All right, man. Uh, I have a feeling, though I don't know for sure, that we'll see you again next week, Chris. Even if if it's just me and you, then yeah. But right. also, if it's me, you, and Saul, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see about making that happen. Excited. But Chris, thanks again for joining me. Had a good time, as always. Uh, and we hope everybody else has a good time. I'm a fool who didn't bring up the Patreon names, I just realized. Oh, he does so, this every uh, time. But it gives me a, a chance. At the end of the episode, anyone who's listening right now, tell me if I transfer my Final Fantasy XIV character to PS5, the Platinum will pop. Just let me know. I just want to know. Oh, yeah. Good, good question too, because we were looking at that behind the scenes. It was like, wait a minute, I can't even tell. Is this my avenue? Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised to be honest. Yeah, but we'll see in the long run. Let's see where Nartek Patreon. Hey, there we go. Matthew Green. I found it. Let's hope it doesn't. It did. It opened on my other monitor. Great. So my 20th Platinum of all time was Mass Technology. Effect 2, which I think is pretty cool. Because my 75th... Wait, PS3 Mass Effect 2? Yeah, I've gotten that one twice. And your 75th is it as well? It is, uh, no, my 75th was Mass Effect, was the original Mass Effect. Oh, that's, that's cool. kind of neat. San Andreas yeah, was number 40. Yeah, it's a pretty good number 40. That's probably a pretty hard pl- uh, Platinum, right? Yeah, it took me a long time. At least long in the tooth? Yeah, I saw like 45, <laughs> 50 hours. That was a good quarantine game for me. Oh, man, yeah, that's actually... Oh, so you got that during the start of quarantine? Yeah. I got... Wow, you've come You've come a long way in one year. <laughs> Dude, I was at 29 both, at the we, start we, of quarantine. Yeah, we both broke 40 last year, right? Uh, yeah, I think I hit 40, and you might have had like 41 or 42. 43 or 40, something like that, yeah. yeah. It was somewhere around there. That's that's the biggest year I've ever had. Yeah. Um, yes. I finally broke that 100 mark. We're, we're there. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. 
All right, man. Well, I've got the patrons up, so a shout-out to our patrons, Kyle Grimm, Josh Jarrell, Matthew Green. My name is Dan, Luke Bartolomeo, Sean Santarude, Funk Turkey, Danny Villiobos, Corey Hickerson, Blake Popst, Kevin Baconbits, Mark Schutz, Shadowist, Steven Salazar, The Stonard, Rich, Constantly Kenny, Solitary Red, Chris Figs, Zachary Sawyer, Landis, Rude Days in 93, Josh Drago, Bailey Robertson, Brian, Donovan Williams, Derek Porter, Josh Ayers, Joshua Lago, Sean One Neo, Tyler Powers, Jehudi MD, Rob Warpoint, Richard <coughs> Schaefer, and Ham and Egger. Thank you all so much. And I wonder if one day I'll actually do this in like alphabetical order. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. Right now, it just kind of happens of who I take out and who I add in when those moments come. Yeah. So. But thank you all. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Love See you next you. week. Bye. Love you. Have a good day at school. <laughs>